passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Door. Bumper. Clear. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear presented by Offer Path. Hey, we're back from Martinsville and have a lot to cover after an intense finish to the round of eight. We have a special guest in the house to help us react to it all, the Athletics Jeff Gluck. We'll talk about Bowman spinning Denny Hamlin, Hamlin's post-race response, Cowbush's comments about Brad Keselowski, championship predictions, and much much more. Let's go. The best on the stand and the best in the booth. Stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Get called to the holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brighton, so bad. Jason is facing kind of fight in this race. And if someone don't crash, and he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's Thor Bumper clear nah don't get it twisted baby this isn't the download nah this is door bumper clear clear, 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 clear. there you go i like it hey everybody i'm tj majors spider the two cup car the one truck and welcome to the bojangles studio once again we have a bojangles buffet here (laughs) we do i love it brett griffin spider for colleague racing uh we got all kind of good stuff going on for this show, man. I can't wait. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Really, nothing happened this weekend. What a boring race. Uh, what's up, Spotter? Freddie Kraft, Spotter for Bubba Wallace, Derek Kraus, Jeb Burton. Solid work there on that last one this yeah, weekend. All good. All across <laughs> the board this week. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get into that. What's up, Casey? I see you're back in the in the cage for some reason. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I guess I got in trouble this week. So, uh <laughs> And, of course, we can't forget our very special guest. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeff Gluck from The Athletic and a longtime regular listener of the show. So I appreciate you guys letting me be here so that I don't have to go back and listen later. I just, like, listen live and just get it over with all all (laughs) at the same time. We've been trying to get you in here all year, so I'm glad it finally worked out. I kind of invited myself. I kind of feel like You didn't. You reminded me that I invited (laughs) you. That's what happened. Jason, Jason, did we have him sign a waiver? Because you know he has to hear everything. Yeah, I'm sorry live. for anything Brett says so. to you. Like we just have to 
say that. Is up that front. what that legal form said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. that's basically all that covers. Just, just walking into the studio today, I think Brett has offended three people just through the walk from the parking lot. So I'm I think really what Jason sorry. had you sign was he wants you to do affiliate marketing for him because he signed up for Tinder over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Didn't sign up for over the weekend. Jeff goes, wow. I, I, I saw something about swiping right. I don't know. Well, stage to the Xfinity race wasn't that interesting, so I was distracted. And I just want to let people know, because I'm very honest. want to share what has happened. It's, during you know what it was, no Brett? Way. It was great content. Yeah. I mean, it was great awesome content. content. How was the, the content on Tinder, Jason? Yeah. So wait a High minute. High quality content. <laughs> wait a minute. You really signed up for Tinder. I didn't sign he up was, for it. I just tweeted. happened to be... He, he, he was already on it. Yeah, oh, he, was, <laughs> he didn't need to sign up for it. He was already on it. He's a veteran. <laughs> Experience. So, Dude, got do we have any Tinder vet? Do we have any dates set I up yet? I think we should talk about Martinsville. No, I, <laughs> so I, I agree because your love life cannot be exciting. Yeah, you're after you for it. four years, there's no chance. <laughs> like, how many did you match with anyone in Martinsville? Or I wasn't at Martinsville. I Could assume... you imagine matching with somebody in Martinsville? <laughs> DJ, did you hear what you just said? <laughs> There are matches in Marsville. I'm leaving. I learned from experience that when this was back when I was single, sorry, Chad, if you put the mileage through Talladega, Talladega, you'll get some real winners. Wait a minute. You were on Tinder in Talladega looking for winners. Casey's on Tinder right now. Oh, Sorry, Chad. Sorry, Chad. You Jeez. remember what the Dutch Inn used to be like, right? You don't want to match with anybody in Martinsville. <laughs> yeah. That would be a terrible I Dutch. idea. I don't want to talk about the Dutch um, Inn. <laughs> what what were Kyle Busch's words yesterday? Or, I don't know. Or somebody f- terrible? That, that would be... If that, you match with somebody in Martinsville, you should leave. You ever have the Dutch flu? Yes. <laughs> yes. You ever had the Dutch flu, was before you, Jeff. Hey, yes. so right <laughs> I edit my own podcast yeah. on the teardown, and yeah. so when you just said that word just now, I had to yeah. look over at Jason because I yeah. wanted to see what, how he handles oh, it. He, he, writes, he's he scribbles it down. <laughs> the poor guy, oh, yeah. gets, he's got to have carpal tunnel. This is tunnel. the advantage <laughs> of being here. I was like, I get to see it behind the scenes yeah. of how the bleep comes Oh, yeah. They cuts it. I mean, you'd be like, can you just cut it right out? It's easy. Oh my God, the poor guy. <laughs> this stresses me out as a look, podcast look at editor. Him. Look at it, look like Denny. See, so here's the difference. You just the got sh- the Denny double birds. I know. <laughs> show, show comes out at 5 30. There wasn't a lot of cussing. Show comes out at 8. There was a lot of cussing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we could just be like. Those bleeps are not like super easy to put in. I'm just uh, telling you. You can see, I mean, he already has half a page. So, <laughs> so it's really good if you, you just throw little ones in there like they do all the time. You'll be like, yeah, you know, this cat came and then he went. <laughs> He has to do like all these little edits and stuff. It takes forever, like never does it. <laughs> he said more efforts. I, I honestly <laughs> feel bad for him at this point. I, like, I know my job is to like keep the show going, but you seeing Jason's face right now, I got hey, he's like, a hack. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Doug. Jeff, Jeff, you, Jeff, you have brought out the best in TJ. He's not been this lively ever. I, know. No, I like, did, just, like I can't even believe like, I, being being able to to be here and see it and just look at his face instead of listen to it. Like on my car radio, scream like when you say it? this. Like his face is dropping at <laughs> yeah. all the work you're creating for him. I like, I legit feel bad for him right now. I really yeah. His right. fingers are going like this right now. Just I feel. Right. I'm really sorry, Jason. Oh, I feel bad. Martinsville, Martinsville. Yes. Uh, so championship four is officially set. I don't know if you guys had any surprises by who that last person was, but um. Jeff, I want to get your take because we're sick of hearing from these guys already. <laughs> what What did you think of the Xfinity 500? Well, I mean, you know, it, it was kind of one of those races where you're like, oh, man, maybe this is going to be the Martinsville race that's straightforward finally and, like, craziness doesn't happen at the end. But I, I was reminded last night um, that that 
is always what we think for a lot of the Martin Soul races. And then by the last 100 laps, stuff always happens. But at the time, you're like, you know, you're like, oh, it's kind of tame. I don't know. Maybe it's just going to be, maybe somebody's just going to run away with it. You know, the points margin wasn't that big for a while. There wasn't that much drama. You're just like, oh, okay. And then for whatever reason, like one caution triggers it and all every all the craziness breaks out and then it's just on. Yeah. yeah. The, it gets turned upside down and it's, it, it got crazy. Honestly, though, I didn't look at the points all day. Um, Jeremy, we didn't even, honestly, I didn't get a point update till probably the last 100 laps. Like just go and race. I mean, so much stuff can happen at Martinsville in a span of 50 laps that if you're worried about it in the very, I mean, just go and run, you know, you got to get through that first three, 400 laps before you even consider having a shot at, you know, winning the race or doing something like that. But, um, it had to get exciting from a fan's point of view. Yeah. They, like they told me, I forget what point in the race It's probably more than a hundred ago, but I was, I asked about the points just so I knew like if anybody was gonna be super aggressive or not, where were you guys in the points? I'm just curious. Uh, 21st, <laughs> I believe still, um, but the uh, they're like, ah, Truex is 12 to the good right now or 13 to the good. You know, it's not really that close. And then I looked up on the big screen there in the infield at like one of them late restarts, and yeah. I'm like, holy shit, they're all one point away from each other. Like, what the yeah. hell happened? Like, I looked, and I guess Truex lost some, and they gained some. I was like, oh, God, this is going to get exciting up front. But, yeah, just like you said, just that was probably 100 to go on IX, and they're like, oh, it's not that close. And then all of a sudden, with, you know, whatever, 50 to go, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, it's all within a point now. I think the intensity – you were watching at home, right? Yeah. I think the intensity – and you could probably say something on too. <laughs> the intensity picked up as Kyle – the, as the must-win cars got closer to the front. Like, I think, anyway. I mean, we weren't very – the last run, we got better as the race later in the race, and I think that made it interesting as well as Kyle got up there too. So you had two must-win guys. And then Bowman, you know, Bowman and them guys weren't backing down. And they they shouldn't either, you know, but um, that, that probably made it – when you get must-win cars up there that you know are going to be more aggressive, then I think that makes it – I know, personally exciting. thought the intensity picked up when you intentionally wrecked the leader. Which time? The best car in the field. Chase Elliott. No. They were uh, yeah, are we talking about that later? That's we, the first topic. Yeah, okay, but that's yeah. still that's still when the intensity picked up. You changed the whole dynamic of the race. The inten- Brad okay. never did anything like that when he had another spotter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they give me that little button. It's like a push to pass, and I'm like, torpedo. I, yeah. I do think, though, TJ, that, like, that Brad kind of kicked off the intensity now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, because when he started driving at, like, another level, like he started driving with extra aggressiveness. Like, well, yeah, okay, when you go got away, okay, right, now we right. got to go. And that was almost like a cue to everybody else. Like, yeah. whoa, you, you guys see what Brad's doing out there? Like, he's going for it. And then it's like, all right, well, yeah. I guess I'm going for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it definitely, I it definitely picked, that was like 50 to go. So, and we actually restarted eighth or something like that. And then there we, was a uh, point where you had a chance to get in on points. And I was sitting here going, how is this even mathematically yeah. a thing? Uh, because you guys obviously well, felt had like you were in a must-win thing. If Truex had an issue, that was the big thing. I think if Truex had an issue at all, and after he, he had that, he had contact, a lot of issues. After he had that contact with the wall, I was like, "Oh man, that's that's going to be that's not good." I didn't think he could finish the race with those. One, one of the funniest parts of the race for me watching was uh, Truex is in that position, and Kyle Busch's brother Kurt ran Truex into the fence. I mean, he literally he took him into the wall, Off of and two. I was like, yeah. "Wow, hard hit!" And then the guy that that Truex was going to have to pass to break the tiebreaker because at the time it they, uh, Truex and, and Kyle were tied. The guy that Truex was going to have to pass was once once again Kyle's brother Kurt, yeah. and Kurt was just steady on his right right side, just holding him down. I'm like, 
man, the the brotherly love here is is crazy, you yeah. know. And I mean, I mean, maybe it wasn't that, but watching as for, as a fan, I was like, is he doing this for his brother? Like, is he running this guy in the fence? Is he racing this guy this hard? Because we all know that Kurt's obviously going to Toyota next year. So so clearly, you would think maybe yeah. there would be some affinity and loyalty to where your future's at. But I, I thought Kurt was playing a pretty big role in that whole who's going to make it, who's not going to make it too. As yeah. as did Alex Bowman, obviously. Yeah, I mean the non-playoff guys were. I mean, typically, I mean when the when the chase first started back in the day with Sprint. Obviously, we call it a playoff now. Um, we saw the playoff guys get good treatment. We didn't see that yesterday, but but we were at Martinsville for a cutoff race. <gasps> I you didn't see it all yeah. weekend. No, no, not Tom at all. Even I mean, we'll perfect perfect yeah. example is Ryan Blaney and Austin Dillon. I uh, yeah, there was I, no love lost there. I did not realize that last week's event would really follow into this week's i don't know freddie you were talking about um looking to see where your the guys around you were in points how did that impact you and how you ran especially with the toyota drivers uh nothing nothing really you know like you're more so looking at guy like when i ask that question i want to know if there's going to be somebody behind me that is going to be super aggressive or right in front of me that needs to be super aggressive so we watch for wrecks we really don't adjust how we race we had some kind of plan in place if you know for restart lineups to maybe assist some of the playoff guys if we ever got in that position but uh you know we never did and and it was still going to be hard to do because you know, you don't know what the guys around you are going to choose. Uh, but, yeah, like when I ask that question, I'm basically just looking out for my own team to make sure that we're not going to have a huge wreck in front of us if some guy's got to gain two spots on this last restart or something. But what would you say when Eric Jones decided to? I said, get ready. <laughs> Here it comes. Bubba, Bubba washes up the racetrack in the middle one and two. Did you see this, Brett? Yeah. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> Eric goes down the backstretch and just – Blast him and sends yeah. Bubba. All, but I, it was a good save, hell of a save. I thought he was going to hit the wall and he yeah. didn't. So I, we were we were trying to get around and we were better than him. And we had gotten shuffled on a restart. We got stuck behind Harvick, which was like the end of the yeah. world on every restart. Uh, so we went backwards again. We got stuck behind him. We were better than him, and we were he was pitted right in front of us. So Bubba starts working him over a little bit. I'm like, hey, remember, like if we jack this guy up, he could really ruin our rest yeah, of our day. You know, he could block yeah. us in the pits the rest of the race. So we were we I I don't know if he changed the way he was driving at all, but like we he kind of was working him over. Work finally got underneath him, and then just kind of got in too hot, slid up the racetrack and door slammed yeah. him. And I'm like. Oh God! I hope he don't get clear. I hope he, he didn't don't get hit him clear. hard enough because he was able to yeah. get back down. Yeah. And once he got clear behind us, I was like, "Getting ready to ship you. Hold on." <laughs> and here he comes. But I, I don't think Eric did anything wrong. We, we ran him over. You know, we, we were, you know, we were, we were on fault on the first part. So. I thought it was exciting. Yeah, it was. This may be the longest show in door bumper clear history, so we probably should start it. All right. Well, we have plenty to talk Speak about. Up. So let's hear a little bit more out about our presenting sponsor, OfferPet. So, Jimmy, what makes you an awesome different driver? Well, there's a lot to it. Man, it's a rush. So what makes home selling with OfferPet awesome different? Oh, so much. But with OfferPet, it's a lot more home selling stuff and a lot less bumping into people. Bump into anyone. Home selling with OfferPad is awesome different. Request your free cash offer today at OfferPad.com. Hey, we're off to Phoenix for NASCAR Championship Race Weekend. The best part of racing in the Phoenix area, it's the home market for our presenting awesome sponsor, OfferPad. We love visiting Phoenix, and now is a great time to consider buying or selling a home there. OfferPad has an awesome different way to make that happen. Need to sell your current home? Log on to OfferPad.com right now. 
and complete the five-minute form about your home. You'll get a competitive cash offer back within 24 hours and be able to sell your home and make the move. Moving to Phoenix means great food, great sights, and a lot of fun around town. It seems like a great place to live, and OfferPad can help you make that happen. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. All right, spot on, spot off. Brad Keselowski gets in the Chase Elliott and spins him while battling for third with 44 laps to go. I saw nothing. TJ. Let's hear how this was the ninth. I didn't see anything. (laughs) What? I didn't see anything. I I all did. I was looking at the other end to see if there's a wreck. Why did Chase back uh, into you guys? So that's the that's the beginning of it, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. So we're trying to get by Chase. He's being really hard, moving down, running. He's running up. We get a good run. He moves down to the bottom and gets in front of us to slow us down even more. And Brad gets into the back. I'm, I'm talking like, you know, the Martinsville, hey, I'm faster than you in the middle. Like, you're already basically in. I've got to win. Why are we racing? Why are you racing super hard like this? And Brad gets into him. And then off of two, Chase slams the brakes. Did you see that? Brake check. He breaks. That's how Martin got his first damage because they stacked up all behind us. And I think it Martin, one of his fenders got caved. The left front maybe, something like that. Everything yeah. he had was caved by the end. Yeah, but the, not, <laughs> then he hit the wall. But, um, yeah, he just spikes the brakes. And, I mean, I'm not talking just like drag the brakes. I mean, he spikes the brakes. And, like, why? Like, like a Ty Gibbs brake spike? Like trying to rip the nose of our car off because we bumped him in the middle of the corner because we're trying to go win the race. Like, you're at Martinsville, man. Is you Have you never bumped anybody when you're a little? That's what you do. I'm not saying you wreck the guy or whatever, but and then I think from but that point did, on. You did wreck him. I'm thinking from that point on, you know, Brad's probably going to, He, you got to go. We got to win. Like, you got to, like, I'm not going to keep playing around. And, you know, I'm not saying Brad went there and intentionally wrecked him. I think he was trying to run the highest radius he could like Bowman was and get turned and make a run off the corner and he got a little loose and collected him a little bit and it, when you hit a guy on the outside and left rear, he spins just, out. Just a little bit. Hey, it's no different. I mean, it wasn't hard enough to, you know, ruin his day, but it definitely put him in the back. It didn't help. No, it didn't help. But <laughs> again, though, like he's in on points basically, right? Like why? Like, you got clinched. a guy. What's that? He'd clinched. Yeah, by that, by that yeah, point. Yeah, so why, why even put like, you know, why break chat? And I'm not... I'll, you can see it. Like, why Why be that aggressive hitting the brakes? Like, that's a – what kind of move do you think that is in Martinsville, hitting the brakes on next of the corner? Is that a – what kind of move is that? Look, I mean, look, we talk about it all the time on here. Chase Elliott, he doesn't race that clean. I mean, he's a, he's a pain in the butt to race. Nobody ever really talks about it publicly, but we do. Here's what I'm wondering what Chase is thinking, right? Um, who would I rather have racing against me at Phoenix? Would I rather have a Gibbs car – or would I rather have a Penske car? And honestly, I'd rather be racing against Brad Keselowski than yeah. I would Kyle Busch or Martin Truex. So if you're going to play the I'm going to race like a butthole card, I wouldn't have picked Brad Keselowski to be the guy. I mean, I think Brad has overperformed in this playoff. Maybe it's because TJ went to spot for him um, as far as my expectations. So I wasn't going to say I, it, I, but-, I, but, but going back to my <laughs> original comment, I think when, when those guys started racing each other that way and Brad turned him around, I think it made everybody's you know fever go up and everybody went nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it honestly caught me off guard for him to be racing that hard. It, it's 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 you know 
I watched Xfinity race play out at the end, and those guys up front raced each other so clean. And I tweeted before the race yesterday, you're not going to see that in the Cup Series because sponsorship in the Xfinity Series is $5 million. Sponsorship in the Cup Series, Jeff, is $15 million plus to get these kind of guys to go out and drive. Plus, they're, they're, they're going to win millions of dollars more if they make the, make the, make the freaking championship yeah. and win it. So there's just too much more on the line for those guys not to – I'm not saying he intentionally wrecked him, but they're trying a lot harder than those other guys yeah. because of what's on the line. So I have a legit question for you guys, though, because, you know, the whole lack of respect thing has been a theme lately, right? So when you see a move like Kozlowski racing so hard that he washes up and takes Chase out or or even Bowman, I know we have a lot to talk about, so I don't want to derail it too much, yeah. but I'm just wondering if that – does that fall under the lack of respect that – do they do these guys know that they're that close to the line that, okay, you know, I'm – I'm probably I might step over here. Like if I'm Bowman, I might take out Denny. Oh well, I don't I don't really care that much. Or is that just so unintentional that that's not the same as the blatant lack of respect that we see in other cases? Yeah, I personally think at Martinsville, the driver thinks in situations if I get in a little bit too hot and I get into this guy, it's going to suck for him. But I'm going to put him in the marbles and I'm going to drive away and get clear. Um, and I think yesterday we just saw it go too far. I mean, Bowman got in way too hot. He almost looked like he was wheel hopping on the replay that I saw. I mean, his, his wheel was already turned to the right. He entered way too high. He'd already missed the corner. And I think it was to try to screw Denny up. I don't think he meant to wreck him, but obviously in, in, in both situations, they ended up wrecking somebody. So it goes back to accountability. No matter what, it, if it's disrespectful or not, it's still it's still your fault. It still happens. It's still your fault. Yeah, it's Brad's fault that 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 the Chase Elliott wrecked. Yeah, just I like mean, it's for Bowman's sure, fault, right there. Just like it's Bowman's fault that, that Denny Hamlin wrecked at Martinsville. You, you those guys are not to say they're more in control, but the corners are you're a lot slower than you know a mile and a half. So you can go in there and running two feet higher at Martinsville is a huge difference. Huge. So if you can get you're trying to get as close to that guy as you can because he's using the bigger radius for momentum and a run. You're trying to run, do the same thing, and you're taking as much as he'll give you. And you know, if you're driving off him, you put a little wheel to it too much, and it kicks out. You're then you got to catch it. Guess he's right there. When you catch it, you're going to hit him. So the guy yeah. on the outside can make the guy on the bottom not get pointed and not be able to get back in the gas. And so that guy on the bottom is trying to do exactly what TJ's saying: flush him up to be able to get pointed, get back to the gas, and have it a forward drive to clear him. And it just they got greedy. You don't intentionally wreck like that either because you're risking your right front tire. If the tires hit like that, you're, you're risking your right front, right front tire as much as their left but, rear. But so. the reality of this thing, Freddie, is this package, this car, hasn't produced wrecks at a lot of places where we were used to wrecks. And fans still like to see wrecks. And finally, we saw some wrecks. Yeah, I think you, you classify those yesterday, in my opinion, as racing deals. You know, like that's two guys that are racing hard, trying to get everything they can. They got into the guy outside of them and turned them around. I. What I wouldn't call that disrespectful. You know, it's hard racing, and you could you could you know give them more room if you really wanted to. But I would I would akin disrespect to what we saw the fifty two do in the truck race. You know, like that's disrespectful. That's that's over the line for me. But what these guys did is just hard racing. I think they were just trying to get too much. And and like you said, you if you can get in, you tell yourself if I get in just a little bit harder and get up next to him here, I'm in. Well, oh, yeah. now I'm now I'm a little free. I'm wheel hopping whatever, and I clean the guy out. Oh well, you know. But you know what like. Uh, to me, those are just two racing incidents where two two guys are just trying to get a little bit and maybe just overstep. Brad a tried bit. to pass him numerous. Like it wasn't like he ran up there the first time and just wrecked him. I mean, we we were moving around trying to get it, you know. And I do think spiking the brakes on exit is a lot. That to me, that's like really trying to screw somebody up. 
I mean, I and I don't think. Do you think a bump in the middle of the corner? He didn't even. He didn't even go up the racetrack or anything. Do you think a bump in the corner is worth that brake check on exit? Like we were talking about. I'm not surprised Chase Haley did that. I think brake checking is the dumbest shit you could do on the racetrack. Like I, I well, he's I, trying to rip the nose of the tied, car. You know, tied, yeah. But you're, okay, you risking just, yourself you just as easily. Around. You can tell yourself turn around yeah. or the back of your car wreck. Yeah. You know, like I thought the same thing about Ty Gibbs and Sam Mayer on Saturday night. Yeah, like that's idiotic. Alex Bowman spins Denny Hamlin while battling for the lead with five laps to go. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. I mean, spot off. I can't believe you wrecked my boss. What? <laughs> uh listen same thing you know it's a hard racing it was a hell of a race i think denny was uh, this is not me being the denny promoter but i think denny was running a perfect defensive line defensive race up there where alex was clearly better than denny uh and denny was just running the perfect line where alex really could alex was probably gonna have to do what he had to, what he did to get around him or you know he's gonna have to rough him up somehow because denny 100%. denny was having had just enough drive up off to where alex could not get up underneath him and carry the run up off and he was going to have to move him, or, or unfortunately, what happened there. But same thing, like it was, it was a hell of a race. I hate to see it end that way. Cause, I mean, especially what was it? There were still what five or six to go at that point when that happened. Uh, so you know, I was hoping to see that that be the last lap battle. But unfortunately, yeah, they got into him a little bit earlier. But I thought it was a hell of a race. I racing deal. Uh, I thought Denny was doing what he needed to do. Bowman was doing what he needed to do, and just overstepped just a little bit. Oh man, I. I... I don't know. I hated to see a race of this magnitude come down to a guy getting wrecked. I would rather have watched it play out and, and see truly who was the best driver, and we didn't get to do that because Alex chose to enter the corner a lot higher than he should have on entry to try to screw the guy on the outside. You know, I, I, you look at Denny, I think he's got like 46 cup wins. He's checked every box that you would say TJ's done thinks he's a Hall of Famer, but he's checked every box to say, I'm a Hall of Famer. And I, and I think if you're Denny Hamlin, you're, you're so mad because you want to win this race to go into Phoenix as having just won the last race and being the hottest driver in the playoff next to Kyle Larson, right, to, to say – Here's the argument, guys, for my team. If I can go out here and I can win this race at Martinsville, we go into Phoenix, a championship race. I'm the best. I'm as good as Kyle Larson right now. We can beat these guys. And I feel like that's probably one of the reasons why Denny was so mad because that was taken away from him by what he considered to be a cheap shot. So I'm actually spot off for this one. I, and, and, look, we say it all the time on here, win at all costs. And if I'm Alex Bowman, I'm not in the playoff. I don't care if Denny Hamlin's mad at me going into Phoenix. I'm going to win at all costs. But as a person watching this and knowing how much hard work goes in this, and I want to see Denny Hamlin check that box and win a championship, um, I, I, for me, I'm spot off. Jeff, what do you think? I mean, I 1,000% understand why Denny was upset, but I also don't think Bowman you know, meant to do it because I, what was really telling to me was not only him insisting that he didn't mean to do it, obviously, like you take his word at face value, I guess, but afterwards, I think it was Bob that asked him, you know, would you have raced Denny any differently if you didn't think Denny was locked in? Like, if Denny was right on the cut line, would you have given him more room or something like that? And Bowman said no, because you know he he was he and and that indicates to me that it didn't matter. Like he, if if you knew somebody was on the cut line and you were going to give them more room, and then you would say yes. Like, okay, I don't, I don't want to mess with them, and and I, I was only doing that because he was so close. You know what I'm saying? So. By not doing that, that was that was like the telltale sign that that was unintentional. Yeah. Um, so, which goes back to Tyler Reddick and William Byron at, at, the, at the Roval, right? 
William Byron was on that cut line. Tyler Reddick didn't seem to care. Right. I mean, I think I think we're seeing this year a trend of these new guys not in the playoffs are like, screw you. I don't care if I'm not in the playoff. I got a lot on the line here too, and I want to win. I think that's a good thing, though. Don't you? I no. I I, I want to see some. I want to see some room given to the guys who need to race it out. I want to see some respect given to them. Um, they should get extra, uh, some sort of extra slack. Um, so here's what they do get: they get extra TV time, a lot of extra TV time. So when you when these guys go back and watch these races, they see that. I promise you, these drivers see that. We talk about it from an industry perspective. Uh, I mean, I saw Jeb Burton's uh, wife tweet during the Xfinity race: "Hey, Jeb's run top four at this point all day. Why is he not on your broadcast?" Um, I think there's a lot of factors that are coming in to these guys where they're feeling more weight of I can't I can't let these guys get precedent over how I race them. Yeah, but you all year the entire conversation is about the playoffs. You have to respect that. And that goes probably back to the overall respect theme. But you if if the entire sport is gonna be built around these playoffs and eliminations and all stuff and not season long points anymore and all stuff, you've got to let those guys race it out. Now if somebody's locked in like Chase was already locked in when the Kozlowski thing happened. I think you do race him a little bit differently because you're like, I'm, if I screw this guy up, it's not going to end their season. It's not going to cost them. And you have to race him next week. Yeah, that's true too. But, you know, if it's like, uh, you know, something where, okay, that guy's on the cut line and I just took away his opportunity, took away his chance because I wanted something for me, that's not – no, I don't think that's cool. I don't so think that's so cool. you think Alex saying after the race that he wouldn't have raced him any differently, you think he should have said yes? Well, no, I just think that was the sign that because why would you why would you do that to somebody that was on the cut line? Why would you risk taking somebody out? Because if he knew that okay, if I take him out here, he's going to miss the finale. He's going to miss the final race. That's that's a huge move, massive if, move in a whole different way. If, you know what I mean? Denny, yeah, you're making Jason right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know that was one of the words. <laughs> if uh, Denny was a teammate, such as a Chase Elliott or a Kyle Larson. In this somewhat similar situation, do you think Alex would then have raced him differently? Well, I mean, again, that's what I think it goes back to him making a mistake rather than I don't care what happens to you. you Meaning know? how he would say it? No, not how he would say it, how he really viewed it and how he thought it. Because if it's a, if it's a teammate, if it's like, because that, that's why I say I don't think he was intending to go in there and, and that being the moment to knock him out of the way or whatever. Because yeah. he could have waited till later. He still had time. Yeah. If they were going to race no, side by side. the last corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had four five more laps to go, whatever it was. So he didn't yeah. need to do it right then. That's why I feel like it was unintentional. But if it was going to be, if it was like, I don't care what happens to this guy. I don't care if he, if he goes for a spin, no matter what the circumstances. That's that's where I'm coming from on that. We saw him move Denny early. And then Denny moved him back, you know. Um, Which Fred, is, that's good. It, it is good short track racing. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, if, if that's the case, and Bowman was driving over, said, ran out of talent. I think when you, I think to his point, I love seeing these guys race hard. Dude, I love seeing Tyler Reddick up there at Texas going three wide. Make it exciting. But when you initiate some sort of contact, to me, that's where I draw the line. Like, run them hard, but if you initiate contact that takes somebody out or ruins or takes them out of the race, that's where I, you know. We're, we're going to always see this. I mean, I was spotting for Elliot Sadler when he was in the lead to win the, the Xfinity Championship, and we caught Ryan Priest, and Ryan Priest race like a selfish and we ended up losing to William Byron because William Byron got around us while we were racing Ryan Priest who was racing very selfishly so um man I guess live by the sword die by the sword 
I mean, if you ever hope to be in that position, though, Freddie, like if you ever hope the situation is reversed and you're the one in the playoffs, you don't want to be race like that, I think, right? I think that it's it's circumstantial. I think that if you want respect, obviously, but like I don't fault. It's it's hard to call. Like if it's five to go and Denny Hamlin is one point to the good, yes, I would hope that the guy behind me would kind of do everything he could not to wipe me out. Uh, but like at the same time, I, I'm not going to fault Austin Dillon last week when he gets loose and wrecks Ryan Blaney. You know, I, I, I would expect Austin Dillon to be pushing as hard as he can at that point because, you know, I think if it's right in front of you, like, okay, this guy in front of you, if he doesn't finish where he's at, you know, he's out. Okay, maybe you can race a little bit different here. But now if there's, you know, two weeks left in, the, in that round or whatever and you're racing hard around a guy, I'm not going to – I don't think I'm going to lay over. I don't think I'm going to give him any more room or any extra respect just because he's a playoff car. You know, I would give respect to a guy that I know is he needs that spot or he's right on the line or something like that. But if there's two rounds left or if it's halfway through the race, you know, I think you got to race for yourself. And, you know, it sucks sometimes. And sometimes you can control that destiny. If 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 you're one or two points of the good and there's a guy behind you that's over over aggressive, let him go. Like You know, like – So it, put up – put like – think about it this way. If, if, like, say Brad was leading and Alex did that, I would be – I'd be pretty damn mad if it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because right. You, right. He, he crosses the line and ruins. We got up there. We've earned the lead. Um, you know, if he if he's trying to pass us, great. But when he steps over the line and takes us out and ruins our championship, I'd be really yeah, mad. That's, that would be a different situation. That's so, what I'm saying. It's, it's like, all circumstantial. That that kind of last week hurt Blaney really oh, bad. 100. percent But like, so, at what point? Wh- where do you draw the line of? You know, I mean, what? Let's just have a fucking 12 car race then. Because, but no. But I think that's that's where that's where intent matters. That's yeah. where intent matters because Austin Dillon thing was clearly unintentional. And that's if, if Bowman goes in there thinking like if Brad was leading and he's like, I don't care. I'm, I know I'm not in the playoffs, but I, I just want to win this for myself. I'm going to take out this playoff guy and ruin his chance of advancing. Yeah. Then that's, that's such a, that's such a next step of, of like yeah. disrespect that I just, and like, you know. so Alex Bowman spins Brad out at the roll but, and, it, and I know Alex didn't mean to do it. Just part of it. So, yeah. and was I upset at it? Yeah. But, can't change it so yeah you know guys make mistakes and you know i don't think um i would like to see i don't like seeing playoff guys get just re- taken out of their spots that they've earned i i he went in there and shoved denny up the racetrack and denny lost two three spots and kept rolling i think that's a fair but you know alex admitted it and he, he owned it up owned it and that's all you can do Hamlin pulls up to Bowman's car on the front stretch after the race, gives him the double bird, and says he's just a hack, an absolute hack. He gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. He's f***ing terrible. Damn, Casey. Sorry. Jeff, spot on, spot off. Jeff makes us all swear. I'm I'm spot on for the front stretch thing, believe it or not. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this. I'm spot off for the comments. Which I won't repeat because I already cost Jason one, <laughs> so I'm not going to make him At write this down. point. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Where the show's not going to be released um, to like four nine. hours long anyway. <laughs> so. I, I really legit think that if I was in this position, somebody cost me the win, and we had talked about it, all that was on the line for Denny, and then they're about to do burnouts like to celebrate that. Oh hell no, no no no! It was kind of like I don't know if you guys saw uh, last week. This dude dunked at the end of some Lakers game. Oh, yeah. yeah and was, Russell Westbrook ran ran down mad. to him and was like basically trying to drag him down from celebrating. And then Russell Westbrook got ejected. But it was like, no, you do not celebrate that way. And and this was, <laughs> you know, that was just a, a blowout win. And he didn't like the showmanship. But this was like, hey, I was about to win. You took me out. I like to see if that happened, I want to see the guy get out and go, man, I hate to win that way. 
don't do the burnout, you know, that kind of thing where, of course, they do. They're fine winning that way. But don't don't rub it in. You know what I'm saying? He was obviously getting ready to do a burnout, which he did. So Denny's like, no, no, I'm going to try to prevent this or stop you from doing this. You know, obviously, he's hot in that moment. I, he got I a honestly, front row seat for the burnouts. what he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gave him his own burnout as he tried pushing his car. But um, so I'm, I'm actually spot on for that. I also think it was kind of hilarious in general. Um, just you know, the fans were going nuts and it's yeah. good content, but I, you know, to, to say the comments, that's probably going too far there. Like that, that's getting pretty personal. Um, you could maybe say one of those sentences, which I won't <laughs> read. Uh, you know, like you could maybe say the hack part, you could maybe say the teammates part, you could maybe say the terrible part, but the trifecta of all those <laughs> seems to be just a little bit much. You know, I, Obviously, and he's always right, so I can't even argue with him. But, uh, again, like Jeff said, spot on for the front stretch thing. I agree with Jeff 100% that if you if you wipe a guy out to win the race, don't celebrate. Just drive the victory lane. Say, hey, guys, you know, good job. We won. I'm sorry I, that happened that way. But, uh, like, to, to make this comment about teammates. Now, listen, yes, we can see on the track that the 48 hasn't been as dominant as the, the – essentially the five and the 24. I don't think the nine's been very dominant, but I feel like the five and the 24 have had the most speed lately. But the guy's got four wins this year. He's got the second most wins at that team. You know, his top fives are a little bit low. His top tens are a little bit down, but he's got, still got four wins this year. I mean, that's not a bad season. I mean, he uh, maybe a hack. I, that move, you know, you could call him a hack because he just drove in too hard and, and a little too high and got into him. So that, you know, I'm good with a hack there. By the way, you can get, I think I seen this morning that you can get uh, hack t shirts made by the fine folks at Casey Kane Screen Printing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I think Hamlin to, had that made before he left oh, the room. I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Probably like Jeff said, the, the comments are probably a little overboard. But I mean, what do you expect? The guy, you know, he just got wiped out. And listen, you know, if this is Kansas, Danny's maybe not as mad. But Virginia boy trying to win another clock. I mean, how many? How many does races does he want at Martinsville? Already? I mean, it's gotta as, be a bunch. as loud as the booze were, I didn't know he was from Virginia. <laughs> I think that's got something to do with something else that Danny's bought recently. But uh, it seemed like that's when the booze started this year for him a little bit. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I the the, comp, the front stretch. I agree with Jeff one hundred percent. Front stretch spot on. Some of the comments maybe spot off. It gets him one win closer to fifty wins. You carry the momentum into the championship race, having won the last race, being in your home state, being at probably his favorite and one of his best tracks. Man, I'm spot on for everything he said and everything he felt because at that moment in time. He didn't have 15 minutes to cool down. That's the great thing about our sport. He didn't have the ability to go to a locker room and, and, and take 15 minutes to get composure and have a PR person you know, say, hey, I know you're mad, but think big picture here. Think, what, think, think about next week. Think about FedEx. Think about all these things. And so that's the best part about our sport is he's out of his car. He's mad as hell. Obviously, with these comments, Mike in his face, and he loses his mind. I'm just glad that – he can say those things because I remember Dell Jr. said Shit, and he got fined a bunch of money and points taken away. I think it took, took away points. Um, and here we are, and everybody's just raising hell on TV these days. Yo, you know what's crazy though? And I, I talked about this on my podcast, The Teardown, last night. And I was, and then I slept on it because I thought maybe I was an idiot. And then I woke up this morning and thought, no, I still feel that way. Like, how are you the one? that gets wrecked out of the lead going for the win. And you're the one that gets booed. Right. Like crazy booed. Right. I, like when I when I was running out like to the infield do interviews, I heard the crowd booing. 
And I was like, oh, they must be booing Bowman or whatever. <laughs> that was really stupid, right? And I, because I look up at the big screen and Denny's face is on it. And I'm like, they're booing Denny. He, he's the one that got wrecked. Yeah. Like, they're booing him. Like, that's, I mean, it shows you how much people don't like Denny, I guess. But damn, I was like, <laughs> fans are ice cold I mean, sometimes. Denny Hamlin, TJ, to me, is at the top of his career right now. He's partnered with Michael Jordan. He's winning races as an owner. He's winning races as a driver. He wins the regular season championship. And the fans hate him. Yeah, they really do. They, they hate him. him. <laughs> like, he's more the than new ever. Kyle Bush. He didn't win the regular season. Yeah, he didn't season. win the regular season championship. Oh, he did not. That's right. That's yeah. right. He finished second. Way he led it the majority him. of the year. And then Larson obviously. Way to rain on his parade, Brad. Yeah. Sorry. No wonder he's Sorry. mad. No, no kidding. Well, yeah. Um, he's mad. So I'm spot on. Uh, every driver is different. Martin, you know, gets moved by Joey. He does his interview on pit road. Denny goes up to the front. Uh, honestly, I, I like seeing it because the guy's not happy and he went up there, showed us his pleasure and went back to the, you know, pit area. Everybody's different. I think that's exciting because we're all watching. Like I was still on the roof. I'm like, what's he going to do? What's going to happen? You know? And I'm like, okay, that's as entertaining. So spot on for that, but I'm spot off on the comments because Denny's been in this boat. He's been on the giving end of this as well. He wrecked Chase Elliott and got out and said somebody running to the back of him and set him in and it wasn't a car than four car lengths of him. So it's just short track racing. Like Dana's famous <laughs> quote. <laughs> runs Joey runs Joey into the wall off a turn like runs him into the wall for flattens our tire. We have to pit and it really hurts our it hurts our championship stuff. Gets out and like, oh that's just just short tracking. Okay. So I don't think why'd you say it like he said it? I can't say it like you said. It's just show track racing. So, um, look, man, this is it's um, it's exciting. This is why Martinsville is one of the best short tracks in the country. Guys are you know, and you put them in a playoff scenario where guys get knocked out, and it makes it good. But I don't like the uh, comments because you know Alex is not the first one to bump a guy for a win or or wreck a guy for a win, and it's not the first time. So. I don't think um, you know these comments are fair to Alex that has four wins this year, which is is that second at the Hendrick Stable this year? Yeah, second tied for the second in the series. Okay, yeah. Truex. So I mean, uh, yeah, and that's more than him this year as well. So uh, then then I just don't. I know he's mad. And I, I like the the emotion, but I don't think these comments are fair to Alex. I'm spot he, off on him. I saw he tweeted after the race, don't poke the bear, see you in Phoenix. Now, realizing, obviously, Denny is in contention for the championship and Alex is not. I mean, Yeah, but think I think the poke the bear comment, Casey, is Denny Hamlin, for whatever reason, seems to do really well when he's under a lot of personal stress. And, and when I see him being personally stressed out, he comes out and races his butt off and is hard to beat. So I think he I don't think that was a comment of he's gonna retaliate against Bowman at Phoenix. I think it's a comment of all oh, you guys booing me, watch this. Well he had think. a bear tattoo on his hand from oh, his Halloween from the costume. Yeah, 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 from his Halloween yeah. costume. His post Malone outfit. Yes. That was I don't epic. I don't think Denny cannot be worried about Alex going into going into Martin or home or Phoenix. He literally no. And Alex won't do anything anyway. I right. mean, Alex just won a race. He's not yeah. mad at Denny. No, no. <laughs> I mean, he might. This is probably something that if I'm Alex, I probably, you know, maybe maybe have a sentiment message like, "Hey, man, I, you know." He did. He did say during one of his interviews, I guess, uh, when Denny wrecked Alex at Texas last year, he said, "Yeah, Denny res- texted me saying, oh, yeah, if it makes you feel better, you can fly on my private jet.'" And 
Alex was like, well, I don't need that flight anymore, but hey, I guess we're even now. So, I mean, I'd this probably was, just, if I was Alex, I'd ask for a ride to Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can I get on that? <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10, Martinsville being a cutoff race. Oh, absolutely. 10 out of 10. Brilliant. It sucks when you're in it. <laughs> but like you said last week, here's the problem. Now we go to Phoenix, and I'm not as excited as yes. I was going into March. What? I'm still excited. I mean, look at all the on-track It'll action. It'll still be good, but, God, the vibe there yesterday, the atmosphere, like the place was Dude, electric. And I, like Freddie said, that one point when it was like, you know, one, like whenever I started getting updates, I was like, oh, okay, because in the middle, I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know, I'm guessing we were still probably 10 or 15 points out. And then when Truex started having problems and stuff, I was like, oh, okay. And then and then I was getting messages like with 70, 50, 70, how to go, oh, hey, we're only one out. We got to beat this guy. Now we have to win. Now we're in. Now it's like, oh, God. I wouldn't be surprised Stop if talking. Martinsville Falls Race sells out today for next year. Because, and I'm talking, all three races were epic. Give me a camper. Great. Give yeah. me a camper. You know, rent you a camper if you can't, if you can't buy a camper. Get some camper. Let's get some camper. A camper. <laughs> Uh, go to Marcus Lamonis. He loves our show. Uh, get you a camper, a camera from that guy. A camper? Um, now we got a camera? Go park yeah. that freaking camper down there on the grass, and, and that's the best three days a race fan could ask for. Here we go, the DBC and, camping and trip I, weekend. I mean, I hate to say this. I mean, we've been going to races our whole lives, but I'd almost take that weekend over the Daytona 500 weekend. I'll tell you. Uh, because it's real racing. Not that Daytona's not real racing, but you can see these things playing out. From the stands, you could see yeah. that guy bump. You could see the brake check. You know there's going to be a retaliation when Bowman moves Denny for the lead. Like, yeah. it's I don't know how racing can get any better than what this. Did you see was. them swerving down the front stretch? Like when Denny was going back after him, it, yeah. like you, there's there's time for that build up. Like, oh, we hit him. Now we got to get on his hole straightaway, and here it comes, here it comes. Like that's when when Eric Jones got into you. Yeah, you seen it coming off yeah. of oh, you. Like, yeah. oh yeah, here it you, comes. And I mean to to add to that weekend next year. You know this this weekend just passed. I heard rumors that the modified series is going to come there and end their season at at Martinsville also. So well, you guys renting a camber? We're gonna, will you guys stay I'm in a camber that weekend? Cam, I'm going to buy a, a camera. camera at Camping oh. World, put some camber in my new camper. <laughs> we need, we and, need Camping World to sponsor the you guys staying in a, in a camper me, that weekend. Something tells me Marcus ain't going to sponsor us. I don't know oh, why. Yeah, right. He offered to give me a camper. A camber? Or a he camera. said he gets to pick what it looks like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that means he was going to put a, hey, you a can two I, balls on or what? <laughs> he's just park it, park he's it on the lake. Park it on the lake and I'll drive my boat to it. Oh, yeah. Jason, uh... Jason just had to write that one down, so I guess those words are off limits too. If any of you fans have an extra camper out there and want me to camp in your compound next year, <laughs> you and Freddie, you just rent Martin's me. I'll pay weekend. for the spot. You bring the camper, and I'll stay all weekend. Don't you and Freddie camping all weekend. I, I, if I were NASCAR, we talk about this all the time. Make it more fun. If I were NASCAR right now, I would. I would say, all right. Give me Luke Combs. I'm going to do a huge concert Saturday night after Xfinity race, and everybody that has any ticket to anything that weekend can come. We're going to clear the infield. We're going to do this thing upright. Like we talk about all the time, we don't make this fun enough right now. Do we, can, we can absolutely we make it fun enough. We, we do. I mean, we get tweets all the time. So I, I mean, somebody tweeted me this week. I only like NASCAR because of you guys. I got out of it. So, but anyway, make it fun. Like blow this thing up, Jeff. I said last week going to the show. This is the most hyped I've ever been going into a race, and and now everybody knows why it played out that way. Man, it's just if you could bottle up what you had yesterday, and I and you know, part maybe people, people excuse me if I can speak right, maybe people say that's because of the playoffs and the elimination, but I I really think it's because of Martinsville in general. <laughs> Short tricks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you could get that and you could be make that regular thing instead of 
only three. That is a regular thing across the country every Saturday night. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, Imagine hearing we want more short tracks and we give four more road courses. There's only there's three. I, I was asking all the drivers about this yesterday from for my column that I'm writing. Um, there's three half-mile paved oval tracks now because you take Bristol dirt off and you take the Richmond doesn't count. Richmond doesn't really count. doesn't race like no. a short track anymore. Not anymore. So no. I'm, I'm just calling them the half-mile ovals. There's but it might with a new car. Who knows? Yeah, right. Well, the good news is, <laughs> I'll say, the good news is, in 2037, we're gonna we're gonna probably get some more short tracks. Yeah. I've seen they were looking at. I that think schedule. it was 2031. Oh, 2031. Actually. Oh, cool. Oh, uh, awesome. Uh, I'll be here in 2031. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Spot on, spot off, Kyle Bush. Spot on. Spot, spot on. On. Kyle Bush. 100% spot on. I mean, this guy is one of the best racers ever, in my opinion. I mean, you're talking about what, Jason? 222 wins across the three national series? I actually I mean, think it's 400. 400? <laughs> it seems like 400. Put your visor uh, down. What? That's a, You look good. I like your helmet. Kyle Busch is the biggest <laughs> sweetheart on the radio. Kyle Busch says so many nice things about how lap cars always race him. He's <laughs> always praising his team and how great his race cars are. He graded his season yesterday, even after not making a championship race as an A+. His interviews lately have been... Literally the the <laughs> sweetest. They unify people. I think this guy I'll, should run for president. I'll years. tell you what the smartest thing Kyle Busch did in his career was. He hired me to spot for his truck team in 2014. I think. Look that, at Brett's face in that helmet. I, mean, I can't breathe. I was right gonna now. say Brett can't breathe. His face is red. <laughs> I you think get Kyle's that got all? a skinnier face than I do. Uh, oh, listen, man, the, the guy's great. I mean, the stat line <laughs> proves it. Uh, you know, it, it it is what it is. You can't argue with the fact that Kyle Busch is. Is one of the best ever. <laughs> M&M's is one of the best sponsors ever. Uh, we, we're just lucky to have Kyle. I've listened to this show for a long time. If this, if there weren't cameras in here already, I would kind of think this was a hidden camera prank or something. I'm not sure what's happening here. On the show sheet where all the sponsors are, they give you a packet, and M&M's is not a sponsor. So that's not it. I don't know what's Listen, happening here. We're, we're just open up, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we're just huge Kyle Bush fans, especially TJ. Uh, TJ's a big fan. Uh, but listen, I, I will like, never eat another Eminem my entire we just, life. We love the guy. We can't get enough <laughs> Kyle Bush on here. You were okay. complete opposite last week. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, nothing. I, I, that's great. I love it. I, I will <laughs> say, from a media standpoint, I'm spot on for Kyle Bush because he gives us a lot of content. And that's what we're looking for. I mean, I'd rather have Kyle Busch than some boring drivers. I know people don't like him. Uh, certainly, you know, he's going to get in trouble and probably already has for saying the R word. Can't do that. But he also had some interesting comments about your guy. Wanted to beat the shit out of him. Sorry, Jason. Do you, do you think that, but... that Kyle Busch could beat up Brad Keselowski? I don't think either one of them should fight. <laughs> to be honest with you, and I know Brad well, and <laughs> Brad probably doesn't need to fight. Um, and I've never seen Kyle fight, but I don't think Kyle needs to fight either, honestly. I've so. seen Kyle. Yeah, Kyle punched Joey Logano. I was right there videoing yeah. it. 
But yeah. the, my favorite part of uh, I don't know if we're going to cover this. We talk about it now. The the best part, <laughs> obviously, Kyle. The word he used was uh, uh, was something he shouldn't have said, and and he'll probably pay for that. Uh, but my favorite part of the Kyle Bush interview that I saw, well, there's a couple of them, but the my favorite part of the interview was Jeff saying, "Hey, if you're going to go down there and punch him, let me know so I can video." <laughs> 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 Yeah. They got him to smile. Or who was who was interviewing? Was it Jordan or we were all standing there? Yeah, I don't yeah. know who was doing the interview, yeah. but somebody said I heard somebody say Kyle said I'm gonna go down there and beat his ass, and somebody said, "Well, why don't you?" Or Dustin like Long, that. Dustin Long said, "Well, Matt Crafton said you got you you know you guys should go beat each other, beat each other's ass." So yeah, yeah go ahead, yeah. Well, Mister Congeniality, Kyle Bush, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, love him, love him, great guy. Glad you know, to he, have him. He parked his car. There was so much traffic yesterday. He had to park his car like a mile from the track, and like on the side of the road. And then he had to run. He said he ran on the railroad tracks, like a mile run into the track to get there in time for his sponsor stuff. I mean, dedication. What an idiot. That's, dedica- <laughs> no, that's no dedication. Kidding. That's dedication. Smile Bush, folks. We yeah. guys, one of the nicest guys out there. Spot on, spot off. Neither Kyle Bush or Brad Keselowski make dive bomb moves on race leader Bowman on the final restart, despite needing a win to advance to the championship four. TJ. I, I mean, it sounds to me like Kyle thinks Brad did make a dive-bomb move off of four coming to the checker. Yeah, I mean, I really wanted to make a dive-bomb move on Alex, but Alex just got a good restart, and he got away. I really thought we were in a good spot because I thought Kyle would make some sort of contact um, with Bowman in one and two or three and four. I thought there would be some sort of contact, and there could be a similar situation like what happened at 18 where Denny almost won that race in 18. Were you surprised that Kyle took the top? Uh, Not really because I don't think you give a guy the front row because if that guy does get a good restart and gets that guy pinned down and he clears him, then you're kicking yourself. You know, if you're starting third, if Kyle takes third, he's absolutely – you know what his plan – like, and honestly, Bowman had to think that if Brad or Brad was close and whoever's behind him and in a must win, it's probably going to go into one a little deep, you know, because I mean, the guy's got to win. He's going to do what he got to do. Not saying he needs to wreck him, but he's going to probably going to shove you up the track a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't, honestly, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm spot on because it was a, they raced a hard out at the end and there wasn't anybody destroying anybody and stuff like that. I would have loved to have got to him and, uh, you know, our car get in, but we, you know, we ran as hard as we could, and that's where we ended up. So I, f- I feel like it's just, you know, it's the way it should go, you know, in my opinion. Uh, you know, you don't – your whole season should not be determined by who can go in the corner harder and knock the guy out of yeah. the way. You know, that's you know, it's one thing to win a race that way. It's another thing to, you know, decide a championship that way, or decide who's going to race for a championship that way. Uh, but, you know, it's – Ryan I, Newman disagrees. I know that. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not the most exciting form of, you know, for the fans. Do you that, agree with 2018? What was 18? Was that you? Yeah, when we when, moved Martin yeah, up the racetrack. Yeah. I, that, so moving, I'm good. Like, yeah. we'll, you know, moving there's, and a, there's a big things. difference between, you know, laying a bumper on a guy, moving him to the top lane and going by him versus just outright cleaning the guy out. Uh, and that's why if I'm Kyle Busch, I, I think I'm taking the bottom. And I think that's my best opportunity to, to, to do what I need to do there, you know. And, and like you said, you don't have to wipe the guy out. Just get on his bumper on entry yeah. a little bit, shove him up the hill where he's, you know, he's he moves got, that guy up a little and bit. He moves and, the guy outside yeah. of him and, and a, lot, a lot like we saw the 21 do. And he's good enough to do that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. But like, I think I thought this is the way it should go. You know, this is, this is how racing should be. You know, you guys could easily wipe Kyle out there 
And and you know if Truex was in a in a more desperate position, he might have been you know more yeah. aggressive there. But yeah. like it's just, I think that's how it should be done. You really can't do this until the very last corner on the very last lap, and and otherwise you're going to face retaliation. And at that point, I felt like Bowman was out there far enough to where they couldn't catch him. I felt like yeah. Kyle tried to get in there a little hot, and he did, and he completely missed turn three. Yeah, and and Alex was already gone. So for me, this is a this this isn't even irrelevant. Alex ran the last lap because perfectly. Alex Bowman was already gone. Yeah. Well, Brett's correct because I asked both these guys this exact thing. Brad, to TJ's point, said he didn't have enough motor under the hood to get to him to even try something, if even if he wanted to, and said yeah. they've got a lot of work to do next year, and that just shows it because even if he was in position, by the turn one, Alex was already farther out. He yeah. couldn't get him. Alex did a great job. Kyle said uh, he decided, you know what, after preaching about respect and all the stuff that you know there's not lack of respect, he said, you know what, Everybody else does it, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it too. So he wanted to get to Bowman, and he wanted to punt him, and he couldn't, and he get he couldn't get to him. So exactly Bowman, you know, ran perfectly. Uh, he would have made contact if he got there, but he couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, like can't take it from Alex there. He nailed. I honestly thought Alex was in a lot of trouble. Did you? I did. I, I thought I did. you were going to move him. I, I, I really figured did. it was either going to be us or Kyle. Yeah. One of us was going to move him. But I, I thought, to Jeff's point, you had to move him. I was like, oh, they yeah. have to move yeah. this guy. We weren't going to get around him straight up. But again, up. you can't move him too early because he's going to move you back already. Yeah. And, and at that point, when they, when, they, when they needed to make the move, it wasn't a move to be made. It was over. Yeah, he did it. When he cleared Kyle. See ya. Yeah. So, great. You know, good job on Alex. This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise. Fans, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible die-cast cars available for 40 different drivers, including Sunday's Alex Bowman Martinsville race winner die-cast. In addition to die-cast, RacingUSA.com also has a wide assortment of driver hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers, including Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., and Denny Hamlin, who are racing for the championship. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in your cart, so you always get the best price. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. They have a 4.9 out of 5 overall rating. For quality, service, and pricing. They will have championship merchandise available within minutes of the champion being crowned in Phoenix. And as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. Joe Gibbs Racing versus Hendrick Motorsports for the championship at Phoenix. Brett, spot on, spot off. Spot off. Uh, I like to see a lot of organizations and a lot of manufacturers come to the table here. And and Jeff just mentioned uh, the motor comment a year ago is when Hendrick realized they were getting their butts kicked on horsepower and they made the move to form an alliance with RCR. And holy cow, is it paying dividends? Uh, Do I think these are the best Two organizations in the sport right now, absolutely. Uh, but I do think as a person in the industry, when you don't see diversity at this championship race, it hurts. Ford's not present. Uh, Penske's not present. Stuart Haas is not present. There's four or five super teams in the garage, and only two of them raised their hands and said, hey, we want to win this championship. Yeah, I mean, they've been the best 
cars all year long. You know, I feel like the the HMS and the, and the JGR cars. I felt like you guys were off a little bit yesterday. Not so much you guys, but Penske as a whole. Like they've been. Yeah, really, Blaney normally drafts the lead yeah, at some point. Really, really good at Martinsville in the past, and and just all seemed a little bit off. I noticed Joey was backing up kind of Honestly, early. All, all three cars normally lead at some point. Yeah, at Martinsville. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So. Uh, you know, Blaney was. I, you know, Blaney had damage pretty early from that deal. Uh, but he's still even you know before that I didn't think he was very good. Joey, I saw him backing up a couple times. We went we passed yeah, him for like twelfth or thirteenth. Uh, just not typical of what you see from the the Penske cars at Martinsville. I feel we like. got stronger at the very end there when Brad. Um, I don't know. We made a couple adjustments in it. It really worked well, and that's when Brad was able to drive up to third or something like that. And honestly, that's when I was like, okay. I mean, we're gonna Kosh comes out. We're gonna have a shot at this thing. If you know, we're we're contenders now. So. Um, which I think the intensity was picking up as Brad was moving up too. I I feel like because a must win car here they're coming, you know, and um, I don't know. I, I definitely feel like the cars that are in the chase right now. I've been the fastest cars, and you know they've earned it. So I mean, uh, you can't take anything from them guys. There's no surprises there to me. Yeah, I mean, you could maybe make an argument for Blaney the strong season he's had, but when you look at the final four, it's reflective of how the season's gone. I mean, those are the four best cars, so we don't have to like it that there's not enough diversity, but that's the season as a whole. I mean, that's the cars that have dominated the year. Yeah. That's that's who it is. And so I'm actually relieved in a way because I've been big on um, wanting this championship format, even if it's going to be elimination stuff, like at least you've got to have some credibility to it. And I was a little bit worried to see, you know, like last year when Harvick wasn't in the final four, everybody knew he was the car of the year, yeah. you know, nine wins and to not be in it. So when you have the four best cars, even if it's a champion that you're like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't think that guy was necessarily as good as Larson this year, but at least they all made the final four. So yeah. at least they all had a shot. And that makes me sort of feel better um, as somebody who documents everything that goes on in NASCAR. I mean, for for historical purposes, you sort of want that at least, I, I think. It, it, it's the integrity thing uh, of the championship. I agree. Let me ask you this, though. Um, Martinsville, you cannot make it a championship race. No, Because no, no. of everything that you just said. Absolutely, right? because the championship is then going to come down to third place punts the leader on a green-white checkered, and that's the champion, and that's all it comes to. Like, come on. That, that can't be it. Same reason you can't have Daytona as a championship or something. I mean, you've got to have – even though we we just talked about earlier, so we're talking about both sides of our mouth. Oh, Phoenix is not going to be as exciting or something. Um, just like in, in Homestead is a great check, but it wouldn't have been sort of quote as exciting as Martinsville because Martinsville is sort of like the pinnacle of that. Right. But you have to have a race in that sense where you can let those guys truly race it out for the title if you're going to have a one race playoff. Otherwise, it's it's just a joke. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But I, I but know it's got to be a track though. That to me, it's got to be a track that the racy. A racy track, not yeah, like in yeah. Homestead was a racy track, multiple lanes. You You're going to think I'm crazy? Give me Fontana. Oh, like, Fontana was fun. Give me Fontana for the championship next year. I would be in heaven. And I know that the track's getting reconfigured and all those things, and I hope it ends up awesome. But give me a Fontana. Give me an Atlanta. Give me a Homestead. Give me a racy racetrack. And, and look, it's not going to be a nail-biter like Martinsville was, but to Jeff's point, I don't I don't think it can be because you completely take the integrity of the yeah. championship and throw it in the trash. I, I mean, I still – a we racy can't, We track. can't go to Bristol for the championship. No, somebody will just get racked. Yeah. So, speaking of integrity of the championship, anybody want to take a bet on who the top four are going to be this week? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in every series or just one? Uh, I know one for sure. Uh, you know, that, that seems... I could see this year being a year that – is is different because I think I honestly think like a 
a Hendrick Carr could get in the middle, whether it's Byron. I mean, Byron's run, went, been running really well. Very well. Bowman, uh, too. I mean, for sure, the Hendrick Carr. But, you know, I just go the, – the one you, – you mentioned it earlier. The one that always I always circle on this deal is that year Newman – was like a non-factor. He booted, I think it was a Larson at yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix to get him in. Up out of four, yeah. And then he goes to Homestead, and all of a sudden he's hauling ass, leading laps. I'm like, oh, this is interesting yeah. where this comes yeah. from. You know, I you know, and I don't, I don't know how it works out, but it's always just seems to be them four guys are are hauling ass at the last race. Contact between Noah Gragson and Ty Gibbs while battling for the lead sends Gibbs around, and Gibbs says, "I hope the nine gets." Just drilled. Anybody got Matt Kenseth's number? Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Didn't he say some other things too? Yeah. Probably. He said something about Sam Mayer that he probably shouldn't have said. Uh, I I didn't see this because I was gone at this point, thanks to Spencer Boyd. But um, (laughs) I saw a replay, and it looked to me like the – it looked to me like the nine was trying to wedge himself down in front of the twenty-two and behind Didn't the fifty-four. He got hit he from had, behind. He got hit. Yeah, so. You know, he wedged in between them. He got you know the twenty-two got into him a little bit on entry. He you know kind of accordioned into the fifty-four. Yeah. Uh, same thing. I don't. I think it was a, a. I think it was a racing deal. You know, I don't. I don't think he intentionally yeah, went in there trying to that. wipe the fifty-four out. Uh, but of course, I'm going to go back to this all the time. Just stop talking. Stop saying dumb shit on the radio. Somebody I heard the other day, believe it or not, was going to knock Krause's teeth out. Luckily, oh, you were in some stuff in luckily, the truck race? Believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I saw Derek after the race. He still had all of his teeth. Um, what about today? So, I don't know. I didn't talk to him today. But, uh, you know, just listen. Shut up. If you Go wreck him. If you want to do a Kansas, just go up there and do it. Don't talk about your, I'm going to do a Kansas, or anybody got Matt Kansas' number, whatever. Is this from last week? Are you still mad? I, I feel like <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's never ending. Uh, but, yeah, I mean. Ty had an eventful race. I told you guys last week on here that that Gibbs Mayer battle is going to be. A, I had no idea. I was foreshadowing the fact that they were going to be <laughs> trying to kill each other this week. But uh, yeah, made them do really, it. really do not like each other. They hate each other like with a passion. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's going to be great, <laughs> dude. I, I love like the trucks. All of our series right now it has got good rivalries and stuff going on. I mean, the truck series is truck series has been great, but because there's. The, there's a one the 15 in trucks is like competitive this year like that middle group there is like pretty tough man and the Xfinity series is great every week man it's fun to watch and um obviously the cup stuff had its own drama stuff but i'm uh i'm spot on for the 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 rivalry but i'm i, I want to be spot off because they say a lot of dumb things on the radio but it gives us something to talk about so i got a spot on it <laughs> good content it's good content for jason yep. jeff what do you think no, I mean, from a media standpoint, I want all the content. I want the spiciness. So, um, I mean, Ty Gibbs clearly says stuff that he shouldn't say at times, but I'm not in favor of him stopping that. So <laughs> He says stuff I mean, that it's, it would be in be- his best interest to probably stop that. Yes. But as a media Doesn't person Doesn't it surprise who- you when the stuff he says, though? Like, I'm like, I mean, I, I, Ty Gibbs is a super I, great kid, man. And they to hear it like. I, I, I mean, want to say he's still a kid. I mean, he's ten years from now. He'll look back on that and go, "That was my kid. I'm grounding him." <laughs> this, this, this goes back for me though to the Gilliland <laughs> thing that happened last year when he won the race, and the first thing he did after he won the race was mf'd Kyle Busch, his owner, over the radio. Um, that's a lack of maturity, right? When I look at Ty Gibbs, I truly think this guy is a wheel man. I think he's as as good as I think he is, right? I mean, because it's easy to say, well, he's won four races in the best car in the field or five races or whatever it is. He can drive a race car. He is a really, really good race car driver. Fun but to watch. these types of things at some point 
are going to become a distraction because he's immature. And so he's got to figure out uh, – he's got to do a little soul-searching over the winter, in my opinion, and gain some maturity. Because next year, when he's got to race an A.J. Allmendinger week in and week out for a championship, for a playoff spot, for all the things – He's going to be at a deficit because he doesn't have the maturity level to be able to do that, even though he's in the fastest car in the field. So so I'm going to say, are you going to get in a, into a, a, a situation with Sam Mayer every week? Because if you, do, if you do, you're going to come out the loser on that. We see this we, – two things. We see this on Saturday when he takes the fastest car on the racetrack and brake checks a guy – in the, well, I mean, it was early. It was in the first stage, I think. You know, you, now you're putting probably the best car in the field. You're, you know, at risk for what? Because maybe he bumped him in the middle. Of, I didn't even see what led up to it. I still didn't see the brake check, but I mean, obviously it happened. Everybody talked about it, and the front end of the eight was killed. Yeah. Uh, but talking about maturity and in the Arca series, which I don't know how much you guys follow the Arca series, he's been at war with Corey Heim all season oh, yeah, long, yeah. and they've cost each other multiple races because of it. You know, and that's, like you that's, said, that's stupid. Going forward. That can't happen. You know, next year you can't be so focused. Like the other night at Kansas, they're so focused on each other. Uh, Nick Sanchez just drives by both of them on a restart because they're up there fucking side draft, side re- with each other. Suspect restart, but I mean, <laughs> still, you're right. Um, I mean, yeah. You know, but you know, so like you said, you got to get over that. You gotta, you gotta focus. You take just take the best car win. We've seen to Jeff's point. You know, he gets out when things don't go right for him. He gets out and and you know just bad. You know, has comments that. We talked about it when he was here with us, you know, like, hey, man, you know, I, we're all about the emotion. The emotion's great, but think before you speak sometimes. And, and you know, like you said, he's, it's, I, he's I, a kid. How can you still. expect that, though, out of – Yeah, he's a kid. He's a kid. And, look, Jeff, I love that he's spicy. Like, I love I love the mm-hmm. fire. I truly think that he thinks I'm going to kick ass next year in the Xfinity Series, and the year after that I'm either going to get Kyle Busch's right or I'm going to get Martin Truex's right. I truly think he thinks that, and I love that. But you can't be immature because you're getting ready to go race grown-ass men, and they will hammer you mentally if you're not ready for that. They'll destroy you. Yeah, The Harvicks of the world will destroy a guy like that because he's not mentally – we talk about it all the time, me and my sponsor, mental fortitude. Some drivers have it, some drivers don't. Dude. And the guys that don't have it, they don't become superstars. I mean, it's a good point because at the cup level, I mean, there's, those games happen all the time. And if you're vulnerable to it, you're dead and in the water. It can, it can yeah. throw you off. You uh-huh. don't want it to be able to throw you off at all. And there are more guys that get thrown off than you and I realize. I bet. I bet. Awesome. I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Austin Wayne Self was not parked for his contact that wrecked John Hunter Nemechek and took him out of the race. Brett, spot on, spot off. I'm, I'm spot off for this. You know, I, uh, I look at this as, and I, and I also speak to this from what the 52 car did. Who was driving that? Spencer Boyd um, on, on Saturday. Name me another major league organization in sports that would allow someone that is this insignificant from a competitiveness standpoint to go out and affect a playoff race. I mean, I look at these guys – 
and they make stupid calls. They do stupid things behind the wheel. They never run for top tens. They never qualify in the top ten. They never finish in the top ten unless we're at a high attrition race. So at the end of the day, these guys are always in the fucking back. And if you're always going to be in the back, then then go play that game in the back. To, to come to the front and change the way that fully sponsored teams are operating and drivers who have given up their lives to be in this position to do stupid stuff – this drives me absolute bonkers. Both of those guys. I, I, I'm telling you, I'd love to put shocking collars on the, on the Austin Wayne self guy and the guy who drove the 52 Spencer Boyd guy and just shock them every time they want to do something stupid the rest of their life. This drove me nuts. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, i seen them have some contact early in the race where the four ended up up the hill. So I would assume that that was, you know, the 22 moving the four again. I don't know. Did something happen that I don't know about between the, 20, the 4 and the 22 that caused this? Well, Austin Wayne Self, when we talked to him afterwards, first of all, <laughs> we go up to talk to him, right? And he starts kind of walking away from us. And it was me, Bob, and Zach Albert from NASCAR.com. <laughs> whoa, he, whoa, whoa, son. Get back here. <laughs> and he goes, he goes uh, no comment, guys. I don't have anything to say. But Bob goes, are you sure? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Bob. Do you, do you think that's in your best interest right now? Yeah. So he stops, and he's like, okay, okay. So he basically gives like one comment. And he's like, yeah, I didn't know who was inside me. You know, I just, you know, I, basically his argument was I had total lack of self-awareness. It had nothing to do with me getting bumped by that guy in the previous corner. And then that guy trying to pass me. It was like his, his defense was, I don't know who it was. I just, <laughs> I just hooked him kind of thing. So I, I was just almost like disbelief. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I so, to me, I, I I don't know if you penalize that, but if you're going to penalize Quinn Howe five laps for spinning somebody in front of a safety truck, and you don't penalize somebody for taking out a playoff contender and almost costing him a spot, like NASCAR's got to protect the playoff guys a little bit more, intentional or not. And you'll have people screaming, "Oh, that's not fair!" You know, everybody's equal to the track. It, it should be the same. But if you're going to emphasize playoffs all year long, you're going to create this system where it's easy for guys to fall out. NASCAR's got to put some sort of safeguards around these guys where it's like, you, you cannot do that. Sorry. That's just, no. You, and, and you don't have to park them for even the race, but send a message. Penalize them. Do something. Yeah. He had no penalty it, at all. It certainly looked intentional. It certainly should have been some kind of penalty, to Jeff's point. Um, but here's where I'm at on this. You got your John Hunter glasses on, don't you? Yeah, I love John Hunter, too. I do love John <laughs> Hunter, to be honest with you. We had one run in, but I, I really like John Hunter. Uh, um, but he, he might not like me after this comment. We talked about this on here last week with the 9 and the 11. John Hunter came into the race as the point leader with a 31-point cushion. Do you need to be racing this aggressively to where you're moving Austin Wayne self out of the way and risk, you know, risking yourself getting wrecked back by him? Uh, you well, know, Austin knows him. <laughs> Is that a lie? Of course it's a fucking lie. Thank you. Are you sure? <laughs> Pull Bob, are you sure? I'm spot on for Bob Pockris becoming a PR guy in yeah. that moment. I was, I was just about to say, there might have been, there probably should have been some prep before any sort of interaction with media. Bob doesn't like you guys right now because he doesn't like But when, when this happened and when the incident with the 52 happened, I'm, I'm literally sitting in my house and I'm watching this and I'm going, as much as I love our playoff system, this makes me hate it because these guys are always in the back. So go run right around in the back. Get out of the way. Don't be a part of this. You're screwing up a heck of a lot more than you deserve to be screwing up right now. That was driving me nuts. It made my blood pressure go up. Well, the Spencer Boyd thing was 
I mean, that's a whole other issue. And and uh, I didn't see well, what happened. Get into it. Let's what, just, we let's just fucking wear Spencer Boyd out right now. I don't even know I'm who sorry, to wear Jason. out. I didn't even sorry, see Jason. I, don't know. I mean, this was gonna come up eventually. But he, he'll mean, be my idiot for you today. Okay, I don't even see what happened, but he's my idiot. Spencer Boyd? <laughs> oh, you not there? I mean, oh yeah, you were spot. No, we weren't. They say they, they oh, stayed Infinity, out. No. They stayed out with the lead. They they stayed out and took the lead on with the fifty two car on old tires. Oh, that was I saw. I looked at the screen. I was like, no. No, okay. I'm starting to count, <laughs> like know you know, him. like you know how you count, like to see where you're running before the <laughs> before we choose. I'm like, all right, I'm counting, and all of a sudden I see the scoreboard flip up, and I'm like, the fucking 52's leading. I'm yeah. like, I'm trying to find. I thought he was a wave around car. I'm like, oh, all right. Well then, so now we have a restart, and he fucking ruins Harrison Burton's night essentially. Right. You know, who, whoever you know. Once again, the integrity. Of the he never got back up there after that. No, he you know, ruined his night. Then no. he, then we all wreck because, and, and, and then he stayed out. Yeah, still. he stays out again. He, Another he restart. He's he P seven on the next one. He causes yeah. one caution, <laughs> so then he stays out again. Chooses the top. So he chooses the top, and we were running. We were running. I think thirteenth or so, and so you're cho- like you're you're coming to the choose like, hey, we can't pick behind the fifty two because he's going to be terrible. Yeah. Well then, fucking everybody lines up on the bottom, so we're going to gain four rows by going to the top. I'm like. I take the top. You got to take it. it. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I, Jeff, I said, we're going to take the top here and you're going to have to move when we get to turn one. Like, that's your only option. And, and we didn't get a very good restart. So our attempt to move him wasn't botched. executed perfectly. Totally botched. And, uh, so funny in there. Nothing. Keep just, going. Just me probably dropping F bombs one after another. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, so then it causes another wreck, and, and just out of sheer luck, doesn't wipe out a playoff guy because there's guys behind us that were competing for the playoffs. And it's just, I don't, like, my question to this, I don't know if it's the crew chief, if it's, listen, Jimmy Means is a pioneer in our sport, one of the greatest guys in the garage, and I don't, I'm sure it's not his call. It's got to be the crew chief, the driver, whoever. What What's your best-case scenario here? I know they tweeted somebody, whoever runs that account, tweeted that they are gonna, they're looking for the best possible finish. What the? Where were you going to finish? You're not going to get it doing stupid where, stuff. How like many that. spots were you going to gain by restarting in front of the whole fucking field when they're a half a second faster than you are? <laughs> I don't understand it. I it, really it, like it. Ruined, it ruined Harrison Burton's day, and then it ruined Jeff Burton. <laughs> it ruined the '98. It ruined the one. I mean, it, it it just created catastrophe. And again, as much as I love the playoffs, Jeff, I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, I hate the playoffs right now because of stupid people. Because in no other sport. Is the worst team in the league going to show up at the Super Bowl and screw up the two teams? Well, let me provide you some counter arguments to this because I got plenty after I tweeted criticism of them. Oh, here the we Jim means, go. <laughs> the Jimmy I'm Means cut Twitter account, whoever runs that, like went off on me and retweeted all the fans who were upset with me. Yeah. So of course I do understand that it's everybody's track. Okay, they have the right to that track. Duh. But when you do that. There is no scenario, like a hundred percent chance, that you're going to mess up somebody else's day. So you are, you are okay. You're going to stay out. You're going to try to get the best finish you can. But you're doing that knowing that you are absolutely going to affect other people. There's, you can get out of the way at a mile and a half or something like that if you try something. But yeah. at Martinsville, there's nowhere to go. Wow, well, no, no, no. Remember Cole Witt at Homestead? That's true. That messed up a lot of things. Yeah, this that's is the true. exact same scenario. Exact same thing. And yeah. then other people were saying, well, you know. Um, I got I got probably a dozen people say he's trying to get into the top 36 of Xfinity or whatever. Like he's trying to get there, you know. So I looked it up. He's 117 points out of yeah. 36 with two races to go. That is not going to happen. No. So I don't know what the like. I get okay. I get you can't afford the tires or whatever, right? But that's not the 
the lead people's no. fault. I mean, that's not no. an excuse to to go up and screw other people's day up. You're getting wrecked at he, that point. He's uh, he's much. 117 points out of 36, and they have 200 points on the season. That's like a six point average a week. I, I don't think you're making yeah. up 117 point gap. And ever. a track like that, you you got to know that you're going to get moved from that spot. Like they're or you're going to call people. Somebody's not going to get the message and lift. Like. I just don't Listen, do it. I've man. worked like, with Spencer Boyd. I won a truck race with him at Talladega. I wow. worked with him for two years. <laughs> he's he's not the most aggressive driver. So now, on top of yeah, being not. a car on old tires, a car that runs thirtieth every week, you've got a guy in there that's I don't I don't know that timid's the right word, but he's just not super aggressive. So now you're you he know, shouldn't if, be in that position. If he's like I don't know, and and we've heard it on here before. I think it was Kyle Weatherman. I talked to him. And he had stayed out earlier in the year on the on the forty seven car and, and kind of jacked the race up, and he's like, "Well, they, you know, they told me to stay out. Listen, you got the steering wheel. Yeah. Turn the mother <laughs> down pit road and get tires, or, or I'm not leaving until, or at least go to the back. Like, don't I don't understand these guys. All these low budget teams cry about, you know, oh, you know, we're just struggling to get through, or you know, we just you know, try to get our best yeah. position to get money." You're gonna wreck your race car. Yeah, like your car's gonna get destroyed at some point here. Like I don't, I don't understand. I, I go back to what I said. You start in the back, you run in the back, you finish in the back. So stay, stay in the back. back. <laughs> don't I mean, come to the front. You this don't is belong a professional there. sport, and a lot of people put millions of dollars in their livelihoods into it. And whether a playoff car got wrecked or not, these people. I mean, this is this is their life. This is. I mean, people to go up there and just be like, oh well. Okay, sorry everybody. I mean, I I couldn't afford the tires this week, or I I needed this for to try to get a top twenty for I I don't I again I don't I can't explain it, but how do you get a top twenty when you're not even close to running top twenty? I mean, on they were race? on the lead lap obviously when they did it, but but if you're running thirtieth and you're the last car on the lead lap, are you a top twenty car at that point? What makes you think you're going to be a top you're, five you're car, leading, dog? I mean, you're yeah. a leader. What makes you think you're going to be a top five car at that point? I love Jimmy Means. I love everything yeah, that, that Jimmy too. Means Racing stands for. Again, this is not to me a reflection of Jimmy Means Racing. This is a reflection of a stupid crew chief and a stupid driver making a stupid decision and screwing up a race. Congratulations. Well, on to the next topic. <laughs> Your tires are getting slashed. <laughs> <laughs> Zane Smith wins and advances to the Truck Series Championship 4 after Todd Gilliland and Stuart Friesen wreck while battling three wide for the lead. Spot on, spot off. Jeff? No, 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 no. No. Spot <laughs> off. Like, every, like, the truck race... I need to take a deep breath. <laughs> the truck race, I, I did not enjoy the truck race. I saw a lot of people that did enjoy it. I did not enjoy it because the truck race, I mean, Martin Truex Jr. called it pathetic. Um, like the kind of racing we're seeing there, thank God that Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick redeemed like the, the NASCAR. next generation. They, they yeah. redeemed the whole, the whole sanctioning yes. body the next day. <laughs> Noah Gregson himself, like all, all, starting on the outside in the Xfinity race and winning that like with a heroic move, racer points for him. Like that was like, oh, okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. Yes. Running over each other and, and and see the problem is I guess it's tempting to go, well, it's that younger generation that doesn't respect the veterans in the truck series do it too. Everybody in the truck series does it. I mean, Stuart Friesen hooks them like yeah. right on the front stretch like that. And and you know, you say he should know better. I, I asked Kyle Bush about it yesterday because he had been, you know, outspoken about Kyle the respect thing, right? <laughs> And he said, well, the veterans in that series have had to reduce themselves to that because they can talk about it in the media all they want and say, okay, these young guys shouldn't be doing this, but they have to answer back. So they've had to bring themselves down to that level. I, I guess you could look at it that way, but 
the the racing in the truck series so often this year is just like no like this is man this is not good guys like this is not how we should be doing things yeah i thought uh, you saw you saw the yin the yin and the yang right Remember there knoxville because oh yeah yeah sh- tell me about it darlington <laughs> um you i thought you saw a perfectly executed bump and run there the 21 chose the he was running second i believe chose the bottom behind the 38 the 52 chose the top and the 38 at that point probably knew i'm screwed right here you know i'm yeah. I'm, I'm in bad shape right here no matter what uh but the 21 i thought zane did a great job he got in the corner a little hot you know gave him a little bump moved him up a lane and got opened his lane up and raced you know was gonna race now i don't know what was gonna happen on that last lap zane might have got a little more aggressive we never got to see that because yeah. I don't know what the hell Stuart Friesen was doing. He just come off a of four, and I, I don't know if he maybe didn't know that they were three wide because Zane kind of forced the, the – sorry, who Gillen was in the middle and kind of ran Stuart out of room. But he might not have known that Zane was down there kind of forcing Gillen's hand. Uh, and when they, when they come by the start-finish line, he just hangs a left and wrecks him. My question is going to be, like, obviously this is wrong on, on Stewie's part, right? And if you're going to wreck somebody, first of all, let's be better at it. Like, don't wreck yourself after you wreck the guy. Uh, but I think he was trying to do the same thing he did to Gillen to the 21. And at, at some point, does NASCAR step in? Like, is this guy, if this guy right hooks the 38 in the fence and then right hooks the 21 in the middle of one and two and goes on to win the race, like, is NASCAR going to let that stand? I mean, I mean, I know it's great for the fans, but there's no precedent. They've, I don't remember them ever disqualifying somebody or setting him down for, for rough riding. So, I mean, where do you draw the line? Because that would have been a little over the top for me if he just right-turned two guys to, to, win a, to win a race to advance to the championship four. Yeah, I'm spot on for, for the win in advance. I truly am. Like, for Zane Smith to win the race and be locked in a championship, I'm spot on for that. I'm spot off for every other lap that, that led up to that at that particular track. I think it's – we talk about mental fortitude just a minute ago. This is a lack of mental fortitude on, on veterans, veterans' aspects and young people's aspects. You got to be better than this, or you're going to screw up the Truck Series brand. 89, 89 caution laps out of two hundred. I mean, we made I, up three laps, and we were actually like the fifth truck to get. We were two laps down. We were three laps down. Got one back from a wave round. Then we were two down. There were like five trucks in front of us, one lap down. All of them got lucky dogs, and then we got two lucky dogs in a row from being two laps down and got back on a lead lap at the end. If I'm the series director, I'm calling a meeting. It's going to be in person, and it's going to be just me and just those drivers, and I'm going to rip their butts because every major late model race across this country will put on a show with more integrity than what that race was on, on, on Saturday. That's a joke. You can't, we, can't, we cannot have that. Oh, I, I will say this. Working like Haley's never been to Martinsville, so I went into that race like Martinsville's a tough place to go. Oh, so hard to go first time. And she's actually a good short track you know that's her background. So, and I, I knew it was going to be, but she did really good. We didn't. We got a we had a flat tire, got put three wide, and somebody cut her left front. Um, but other than that, pretty uneventful race for us. But leading up to it, I said, "Look, going in here, you're going to see a lot of bad habits, a lot of dri- bad driving habits. It's going to be really hard for me to keep you from doing what people are doing. It's wrong. They don't. You're not going to learn a lot this race how to race this racetrack. It's going to be." You're actually going to learn what not to do more than anything because of how people drive that racetrack. It just turns into a, like, you want to, like, I know they talk about a respect thing, but, like, it's way gone in that series. I'm telling you, it rubs off on people because I have spotted for Derek Krause since he's 12 years old running late models. You're the reason. And I'm telling you, until this year, I've never seen him 
drive the way he's driven this year. Yeah, I've talked to him about it. You know, and 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 late model racing, whatever K and N, whatever you know, he like I've never seen him drive the way he's driven this year, and it's just and like we got into it a little bit during the race the other day because. He's, you know, first stage, you know, a guy's got to run on us, and he's throwing a big block down the front, without, you know, just doing it himself. I'm like, yo, stop. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, first of all, you're jacking your entry up to the corner, and it's unnecessary. We're lap, lap 15 of a 200-lap race. Like, we, what are you doing? But it's it's the mindset they all get, and they, there's just no respect in that series across the board. This is the same track where Kevin Harvick threw a temper tantrum and parked at the back of the NASCAR hauler, and they said, oh, guess who's not racing tomorrow? You. They're going to have to get back to that mindset to get these guys' attention to make them stop driving like a bunch of idiots. What do you think Junior Joyner's blood pressure was towards the end of that race? I mean, my God, he was fired up. <laughs> Rightfully oh, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. There, what do you do, Jeff? Like, what, do you, what do you do? Well, I mean, the whole thing is NASCAR doesn't want to be put in this position, right? Right. And, and they've clearly tried to keep their hands off it and said, you know, drivers have to police themselves. I think... That could work. I think that approach might work at cup, the cup level, you know, like let Harvick and Elliott type situation sort itself out. And if it keeps going, I mean, I know they, they end up sitting them down after a while, but yep. I, I didn't agree with that. Right. I know you didn't either. Like let that, you know, let those, those guys are grown men, but in the lower levels, perhaps to set a tone um, and to say, look, we want, we want to get this going on the right path for your future success. And as you move up the ladder, this is what, how we want you to race. I mean, Kyle Larson got that message loud and clear at the Battle of the Beach or whatever years back when he did an intentional wreck. And he thought, you know, he said at the time, well, I watch YouTube videos in NASCAR. I thought that's what people do. And he got the message then like, oh, that's no, that's not how we do things here. And since then, right. he's raced differently, yes. right? And, and I think you've got to teach that in some way. Now, again, I, I get why NASCAR doesn't want to penalize or step in, but I think you, you're really leaving them with no choice now because the Truck Series brand, like you said, is – it's you don't want it to become just a clown show. You don't. You don't. You want it to be hard nosed racing. And and look, the truck series culture changed anyway because it used to be all short tracks all across the country, and now they pretty much run our schedule. Right? I miss them short which, tracks, which, which I'm not a fan of. So, but when they get to short tracks, they act like complete idiots. Yeah, I want to see more short tracks in the trucks because I want to see, I want to see um, the late mile. I want to see Peyton Sellers, Josh Berry type guys get trucks and run South Boston against them guys, you know, and uh, with the way they're doing some of the truck races now with the not live pit stops, I think that, I think there's opportunity and I think those races went pretty well. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if you spotted any of them, but I didn't, um, I think that'd work at a South Boston and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't 2042. We'll get to that schedule. I don't want to like, if I'm trying to run a race, the truck series should be intriguing to me to get a truck and go run a short track, but going to Martinsville, I don't want to run it right now because you're just going to go and get destroyed. It's, you de know? it's a demolition derby. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I want to race with somebody, and I'm fine with somebody moving somebody out of the way. But right now, it's like, oh, you hit me, I'm right hooking you. You know, or like that's just and that's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Before we get to reaction theater, we have a treat today. A new podcast is coming to Dirty Mo Media very soon, and here's a preview. The following contains strong language and is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. There's been some times I want to say, fuck it. I am done with this <laughs> stupid ass shit. It was one of the worst nightmares I've ever been through in my life. I wanted to be the phenom. I wanted to come in and win everything. 
you take your parents and your family and your loved ones on the journey with you, but it's about you. If I'm competing with somebody, I don't really want to be your buddy. I was living my shit through him. Didn't bring us any closer together. I was never handed anything, but I was always felt secure in my job. The Burton family has always loved each other. Jeb, when I'm 21 and we can go and share a beer, I think that's going to be a big deal. I, I wouldn't fight Ward for nothing. Don't tell him I said that. Uh, but. <laughs> but they haven't always liked each other. You're going to have some kind of conflict with everybody you race with if you race long enough. Felt like I'm the oldest time for me to reach out to Jeff to see how in the future maybe some of this family tension can be worked out. Jeb and Harrison Burton are assigned with an impossible task. Race against family for survival? If it doesn't work for me and Harrison, I don't know who's it going to work for. If we fail, I think it's over. Yeah, there was a time when everyone was quick to wanting me out of the sport. And race to continue the legacy started by their dads. Check the flag is up and Ward Burton is going to win the 44th Daytona 500. Jeff Burton, the first repeat winner in Texas Motor Speedway. And there'll be a moment that they have an issue and they're going to have to figure out how to work that out. Harrison Burton turns left. Harrison Burton's going to win in Texas. A Burton's going back to victory lane in NASCAR. Jeff Burton, first career win the roads those two young men are taking are just completely different. The way I raced, and I'm not always proud of this, but everything came second. Life is not going to end over these damn race cars. I'm trying not to cry. The Burton Continuum, a 10-part episodic podcast series. Coming soon to Dirty Mo Media. Mike Davis came to me... Uh... Man, it seems like a year ago with this idea that he wanted to do something on the Burtons, and he and I sat down and talked about it, and, and I said, listen, uh, there's some bad blood there between Jeff and Ward. When I came into the sport, I worked with Jeff uh, in 2000, um, and obviously I've been working very closely with Ward, and I was like, I think this is awesome. Let them tell all their stories and let their kids tell their stories because Ward refers to where we live in Mooresville as a concrete jungle. Um, he lives in the absolute boondocks. I mean, I'm surprised they even have power out there where he lives. I'm not even kidding. And, and Jeff, you know, came into the sport, had a lot of success, was one of the first guys to jump on the private plane and the yacht and all those things. Like, these guys couldn't be any more different in their personal lives, which means their kids grew up completely different. So for us to be able to hear the stories of those older guys, the legacy guys, and, and now their kids' story, like – I think it's awesome, and, and, and Mike has been kind enough to share a lot of this with me. Alex, who works on our show, has been heavily involved in this podcast. And once again, Dirty Mo Media is putting out content that nobody in the sport is putting out in a podcast platform, uh, podcast uh, perspective. So I am a 1,000%, 10 out of 10, and I can't wait to listen to this thing. Yeah, 100%. Like you said, Dirty Mo is just absolutely killing it right now. I mean – the the I can't I have no idea what the title of that podcast glorious is. white knuckle God fearing <laughs> spun out and half turned over racing stories that one yeah. it's a great podcast there's some incredible stories there this is going to be another incredible deal uh, I can't wait to listen to it I mean look the whole the whole thing that we're all talking about recently right is all about content and uh, it, it takes time resources money and and a lot of effort to create that stuff right and 
I, I feel like you can never really get enough of it. If you're a hardcore fan of the sport, you just want to eat all that stuff up, especially if it's like really solid stuff. And this sounds like it's going to be, I yeah. mean, I'm going to, for sure, listen to all and 10 this episodes. Is, this is what, I mean? what the fans don't see that they, Dirty yeah. Mo Media is providing. These guys have peeled their layers off, and they're going to let you see who they really are. And and we don't always get that, right? You guys don't really know Carl Edwards. You think you do from the interviews. You don't know yeah. Carl Edwards. Um, th- this is going to give you a chance to know these four NASCAR personalities, who they are, what they think about pretty much everything. Well, what? Um, <laughs> um, no, that sounds really good. I I didn't want to quit listening right then. I wanted to keep going. It's, I, told, uh, I told Mike, I said, I'm kind of pissed off because you've developed this two-minute trailer, and their first freaking show is going to get more listeners than our show gets because you got this really good trailer to market yeah, this that, podcast. And I, I don't – like, I know them guys, but not to that extent. And um, to be able to to get in the background of these and see where they came from and what kind of path that Harrison and, and Jeb are on as well um, – you know, I, and Jeff's right. And then, like, you race somebody long enough, there's going to be some sort of confrontation at some point. You're something's going to happen, and who knows how people handle that? I mean, there's a lot of con- there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't know. So, Man, Elliot, Hermie, Sadler, obviously, I work closely with those guys. There were months where they didn't speak to one another, yeah, because they got mad over a racetrack incident. And I mean, they didn't speak for months. And they're brothers, grew up together, yeah. best friends. Mad. I mean, so you this sport, as much as it brings people together, a lot of times it tears people <laughs> apart. Yeah, and this is a great family to have that story from, too. So. I can't wait to hear all the stories. Yeah, I mean, I, I really can't. I mean, Jeb right there was as exposed as I've ever heard him, and I've been working very closely with him for over a year. And fans win when drivers peel off the layers and go, here's really what my life has been about. No other way to tell yeah. it. I mean, it's a great story to tell, and I can't wait. Burton Continuum coming soon to Dirty Mo Media. Let's head into Reaction Theater. My apologies, Mr. Bush. Our McFlurry machine is not working tonight. Cobb Bush is great. In all my years of partying, I ain't never seen anybody open a beer with their teeth. Damn, Gregson, we need to go party. <laughs> He's not short on the partying. <laughs> Even Quinn Half has had enough of Rick Ware racing. That's awesome. Did you? Did, I'm assuming this wasn't on television. I did not see anything. I don't These, know what's going to stop. They about. had a demolition derby under yellow. The 52 was a 52, 52 and double zero. I yeah. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I didn't see what caught the one of them. 52 stuffed the double zero in the fence off into three and four. Just literally, they went straight, like never turned in three and four. He stuffed them in the fence, and then they came around the backstretch, and a double zero just. Turned the 52, like, under caution, in front of a, I guess it was in front of a safety truck. There was a clean, you know, the, the chase truck was out there. But, I mean, I guess it was a heated battle for 50th. Well, no, Balicki, Josh Balicki, who really doesn't wreck a lot um, at all, honestly, um, he had he had gotten involved in a wreck earlier with LaJoy. It wasn't his fault. He was on the outside of something yeah, that yeah, happened with LaJoy, that. right? And then, so his car was damaged, and I think he was just trying to drive it normally still and he accidentally took out Howth and Howth didn't realize that it was accidental and then so Quinn was just like not having it but I don't think Balicki did that on purpose like yeah, I think Balicki just looked, it looked intentional but I yeah, mean no, something might have yeah, broke yeah ha you think Chase Elliott's a new intimidator I don't think so it's Quinn Howth baby <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <sighs> Long time listener, first time caller here. Just had to call in and say uh, somebody better call Denny a wambulance. 
Uh, and uh, it's a pretty bad look when you call a guy who has double your win total this year uh, a hack. So uh, what does that make you, Dennis? Hmm. His name's James. Well, I'm sure us DBC fans are going to be the only ones talking crap about Hamlin today because we sure as hell know Freddie isn't going to do it. <laughs> Talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Hamlin calling Bowman a hack. Get the hell out of here. That's just good hard short track racing and then throw a hissy fit at the end. How many times has Hamlin intentionally, clearly intentionally dumped people at Martinsville? Get out of here. I still don't think he dumped Chase intentionally that year. Just my either. two cents. I don't either. Denny's great. <laughs> Freddie, quit right. sucking your boss's d- and tell him to grow a pair of balls. He's a whiny ass motherfucker and he needs to get over himself. TJ, why the hell didn't you just tell Brad to just drive it up his ass and go for the win? Brett, you're the only good person on this podcast. <laughs> this is, again, the, the beauty of being here in person. I just stare at your faces when they're addressing you. And I don't know if I'm listening to the podcast. I can't see. Right. I just hear, like, the breathing or heavy snickers or something. Yeah. So, to, like, see TJ cringe and stuff. It's just great now. You never know what these people are going to say. Well, we can discredit that guy if he thinks Brett's a good person. So yeah. he, he lost. He was doing a good job. I can, yeah, he I started can, off great. He started off pretty good, but he, all yeah. his accountability, all his, all of, uh, you know, he lost all credibility once he said that. This guy's a genius. Hamlin is the biggest hypocrite, whiny-ass SOB in the freaking garage. We've seen him do way worse than what Bowman did. And he wants to call Bowman a freaking hack and that he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every freaking week. Let's look at Hamlin's teammates. Champion, champion. Like, what the hell, man? Oh, yeah, and Bowman has double the wins as you, you little fucking piece of shit. What a hack. Jeez, oh, man. I tried to find one positive Denny call, but he didn't exist. I should have called in. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Denny's gotten to the point in his life where, like, maybe, I don't know what, what age it happens in general, maybe age 40 or something. But you kind of get to a point where you're just like, yeah, I don't really care what anybody thinks. And, like, if you're secure enough in your profession, I still do because I could get fired tomorrow and then I would definitely care because I wouldn't be able to pay my mortgage and stuff. But I was going to say, I don't (laughs) think it's age, Jeff. I think it's money. Mm -hmm. We we call it F.U. money. Yeah. Um, And Denny has F.U. money. But then there's people above him that have F. everyone money. And and those guys really, really don't care. Those are the billionaire guys, right? But, no, I I think you're absolutely right. When When you hit a point, you don't have a boss in life. And, and look how outspoken he's been this year. Now, obviously, people don't like what he's saying, right? <laughs> but he doesn't care. He, don't he care. like literally yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, you know? I think Danny's at the. He's the he's Kenny Power standing on the mound, just telling everybody <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's pretty much Danny. Like, I, I mean, that's he's at that the point. Like, shop, yeah, he's definitely cross chopping everybody from the. He from, is definitely cross chopping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest. He's I got a crotch chopping hack, Freddie. I've got Freddie will crotch chop for him if he needs him. Speaking of bosses, I've got one too, and I think Danny's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we go back to what we said. He's on top of the world. I mean, he's got a fully funded car, bringing in millions of dollars for Bubba Wallace, uh, and and it's won a race. And now he's adding a champion, Kurt Busch, to the stable. That car will be fully funded as well. He's got Toyota behind him. He's winning races, competing for a championship in his own car, like. I think he's. I think it's the fu. He'll say anything. He'll say anything about NASCAR. He'll say anything about the other drivers. He don't he care. Just, fans now, boo him. Now, if you're a sponsor, if you're FedEx, and you're seeing him make moves like he did yesterday, make the comments he did yesterday, what do you think they're saying? That's a good. I was wondering how they thought of that, especially the f bomb on network TV. They might not be super thrilled, but I think they're so loyal to Denny, and they're so in his corner over the years. I mean, it's not like they're gonna 
be like, oh, this changed everything for us. I can tell yeah. you, if you if you're in this sport long enough as a driver, uh, unless you're literally perfect, and most guys are not perfect, you're going to do something that's going to upset your sponsors. I mean, do you think Kyle Busch's sponsors are thrilled with him today after the word that he said? I'm going to tell you something. Absolutely not. But to your point, Jeff, and, and to your question, Casey, um, I, I think that FedEx realizes. Look, how many FedEx employees use the F word? Every one of them, I would assume. I mean, 99% of them? Yes. Right? So how upset are you really going to be? And I mean, this is a different world than it was 20 years ago. You know, we're, we're not the Bible-beaten sport that we once were, right? So I don't think it's a big deal that he said F word on TV. I think what Kyle Busch did is a big global deal. Like, I, I, that's the one I'd be asking a question about. All right, last one. Has anyone noticed that the more Denny Hamlin feuds for another driver on track, the more successful they seem to be? I mean, Kyle Busch, two-time champion, Joey Logano, champion, Brad Keselowski, champion, Chase Elliott, champion. Him calling another driver for being a hack is like Brett Griffin calling out someone for being a loudmouth or uh, TJ calling another guy for blocking. At this point, the only question I have is who chokes more, Denny Hamlin on the track or Freddie on, well, Hamlin? Anyway, have a great week, guys. <laughs> you saw the punchline of that one coming. Oh, yeah, from, I, like, I yes. can see that one coming. As far away as Kyle parked at the racetrack. <laughs> yes. He's not wrong. Yeah. yeah he, uh, the only one thing I will say is Brett is a loudmouth. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That is an understatement. If there are any accurate uh, messages today, it is that one. That was good. Good calls this week. Maybe next week, don't bash my my owner so much. My boss. <laughs> to leave an audio message 24-7, don't forget to go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones. And uh, next week, I believe, is the last episode. So make sure you get your calls in so Ever? we can air them. No, for the season. Oh, okay. Offer pad, question of the week. Where has been your favorite place to call home so far in your life? Jeff, yeah. you lived everywhere. Yeah, so. what do you think? I'll, okay, I'll give you my honest, truthful answer on the condition that it's just one word and there's no discussion of it because Brett is Brett is going to jump so far down my throat I, on this. I know where you're going to say. <laughs> I know where you're going to say. I'm not going to say a word. Why? I want to. What do you think? Of it? Portland, Portland, Oregon is my favorite place that I've ever No, we, we, yeah, we've got to discuss this. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who says that? You didn't see Jeff and all those riots running around downtown burning the city down? <laughs> I thought we weren't going <laughs> to. <laughs> I knew you were going to say, hey, look, man, I've, I've never been to Portland, but I've been I to Medford, either. Oregon, and that is a gorgeous state. So, I, And I've heard great things about It's a about beautiful Portland. place. There's wonderful people. You don't oh, see really? the riots when you're living there. Really? But yeah, they look wonderful. They took over old city block. I mean, <laughs> did what they wanted. It's one block. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of streets you there. Sound, you sound like me uh, during a normal episode when I spotted with Joey. It was just, just one, one block, one guys. Block. Just one block. Wasn't that big one of a deal? block. Chill. <laughs> I met somebody that said they were – so I met a bunch of DBC fans. I did oh, an I did appearance this yesterday I did for uh, the new NASCAR game, NASCAR Ignition. And uh, I, when I came down, there was just a line of people there waiting to talk. And, of course, there was multiple TJ Sucks. Uh, but uh, there was somebody said they lived near you. Um, I can't remember the name of the town now. Lawrence, maybe? Was there a – Upstate, I don't remember the name of the town, but the guy's like, I lived, right, I was like TJ, uh, uh, you know, lived right where he's from. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome to see them. Uh, for me, I've only lived, I've lived in Long Island uh, here, obviously, and we lived in like Fort Lauderdale, Florida, for a few years. Uh, probably here, 
I mean, I got the unfortunate deal. Where I got to hang out with Brett pretty often, but that's the only downside of living down here uh, and missing family. I had a lot of family on Long Island still, but yeah, this is probably I'm, I'm, I made the move to work in racing, and I'm, I'm glad I did it. Right, Pageland. Oh, man, definitely not Pageland, South Carolina, guys. Watermelon Uh, capital of the world. Now, I wouldn't have known any different, right? I liked Pageland until I left it, and then I realized it wasn't my place. Um, Columbia, South Carolina was certainly an amazing (laughs) place. Freddie, it's not a good place to visit for you. Maybe next week? It's a great place to live. Can we tell Jeff the story after the podcast? No, tell next week. Yeah, that's a good idea. So Columbia was great, but I got to go back to my mother and my my sister were kind enough when I was in uh, middle school to buy a second home in Ocean Lakes Campground in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And obviously I didn't call it, quote, home. Uh, I called it the beach. Uh, Man, best years of my life. Ocean Lakes Campground. I love Myrtle Beach. Sonny Ledford. I love Myrtle Beach. Do you remember any of those days? Yeah, I was a kid. Oh. Oh. Mom kept it till I was uh, graduated college. When I graduated college, and she sold it off. But. There wasn't a, There was no beaches where I was at. You know, <sighs> born in West Pennsylvania, moved when I was young to New York and other side of New York with Freddie, the uh, the real New York. Um, but you know, near the Buffalo area, and then moved North Carolina from there. You know, three days after Christmas, two thousand one, in the middle of a snowstorm, Dell Junior's hooking up a trailer with all my stuff in it to, to move down here. So. You know, probably like Freddie, man, we, you know, wanted to be involved in racing, moved down here. I, uh, there's probably not a lot I would change down here, uh, but I definitely miss. You need a pool. Yeah, I need a pool. You need and a, a pool. And a boat. I don't need a pool. And a boat. <laughs> See all the pine needles in my yard yesterday? <laughs> yeah. That pool will boy. be in my pool. Um, I don't know. A pool boy? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Do I miss Buffalo. I'm going to hire a pool boy? Yeah. Freddie, if you a had a pool, boy. you would definitely hire a pool boy. Okay, yeah. I'd come mind. back there in a Speedo and, and <laughs> skim your pool for you. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I had no idea. I seen somebody like, DM me a uh, hero card of yours. I think it was from when you ran that oh, street boy. stock slash super late model. And uh, What color was it? It was the 8. Oh, that was a, that was in New York. It has a cup light car. A cup light. Yeah. So, uh but he, I, it said on there you were from Pennsylvania. I'm like, he's not from Pennsylvania. Yeah, my parents, every, all my family is just north of Pittsburgh. But we moved when I was like four years old, so I don't remember a whole lot of there. All I remember is uh, snow and four straight Super Bowl losses. <laughs> so, Jeff, how do you like where you live now? <laughs> yeah, so I just moved to, uh, well, I just moved to a new house um, in near the Denver airport. First house I've ever had. And uh, it's, thanks. It's nice to. Uh, not being in the apartment life with two little kids running around and yes. working from home. Yes. That was getting a little much during the pandemic. Well, so. I love to snow ski. So do you have an extra bedroom by chance? Because you're only two hours from somewhere. You'd have to split properties. split one with the baby right now. Okay. So the oh, baby wakes different. up probably two it's, times a night yeah. if you're oh, – no, Brent's need, on the baby schedule. They're going to yeah. cry about the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he needs eight hours. I need, I need to be fed every three and a half hours too. Okay. Listen, <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't matter. He doesn't set an alarm. He sets a timer. For yeah. eight, hours. eight hours, he doesn't go to sleep and wait. Yeah, yeah he has a timer. Yeah. It doesn't if matter if you ever come out with us and you're, you're, we'll be sitting there drinking a beer. You'll be in the middle of you know whatever conversation we're having, watching football, or something, and you'll look over and see Brett, and Brett will be like counting on his fingers, just one, two, three. And I'm like, what are you doing? I got to figure out what time I got to go to bed, so I got my eight hours. I'm like, you're it's part of the deal. <laughs> and then and then magically he'll be like, does anybody know where the bathroom's at? And that's the last time you see Brett for the evening. Dip Irish goodbye. Yeah. See ya. So are you a Bronco? You're a Broncos fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the last time we were texting is when the Bills played the Broncos, and I remember that being. Remember it like third and like third and goal from like the 25 yard line, and I was like, "Is and they still score?" Like, <laughs> so, so Jeff, even though your house isn't for sale, you can go to offpad.com right yeah. now, put your information in because they're in Denver now, Denver and Nashville, new markets for them. 
just see how much your house is worth. Because I can tell you, when I put my house in, I was blown away. I was tempted to sell it. We won't tell the wife. I mean, you'd have to like triple. I'm so tired of moving. <laughs> I, I don't know what it would have to be on. I just want you to see yet. how much money you can make. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. All. That's I'm, all. I'm all right. getting close. Uh, it's, so uh, my buddy just sold his house here in Mooresville, and he made bank. He's the mm. he's actually the king of calling people hacks. Our buddy Doug, uh, yeah. he made bank on a house. Is that the house his brother let the dog in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I'm close to uh, convincing Chad to let us move. So no, you're not offer pad. We may be may be using you soon. Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> well, don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about it this week at the micro race. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> As, me- as Brett mentioned, go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. Time to get into our Xfinity XFi more than fast moments. You need more than just speed to compete in NASCAR. So where did we see teams need to be more than fast this week? TJ. Man, it's it, it's going to be hard for me not to go with with Alex Bowman. He uh, he had it in front of him and he went and took it, and now he gets to be aware every fifteen minutes in his house what he has done. So, congratulations, Alex. Uh, my more than fast moment comes from the Xfinity race. Uh, Noah Gregson, uh, that last restart, get the lead, lock yourself into the championship four. There, uh, I don't know how you beat that. It'll be uh, it'll be. An interesting race when they get to Phoenix. Yeah, my Xfinity X5 more of the fast moment goes to uh, to this week's hero, Kyle Busch. Uh, he parked his car. He ran a, a six-minute mile on a train track and just shows he is an athletic specimen of a race car driver. So, uh, Kyle, man, I don't know I don't know what you do to train, but if you could text me your training secrets, that would be he is, awesome. He, he is great. I have an additional Xfinity X5 more than fast moment. I don't know if you guys heard the commands during the Xfinity 500, but Xfinity launched a program called Xfinity Rewards for Xfinity customers, and they selected Alex, um, gave him a VIP experience the entire day, and he gave the command. I think that might have been the best command I've seen all season. It was really impressive. The crowd went wild. So he is he is my contender for the Xfinity X5 More Than Fast moment this week. Agreed. Here on Doorbubber Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's a lot to choose from every single week on our Xfinity X5 More Than Fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get reliable performance that you can depend on to keep your crew connected. Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful, secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorite. That's right. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Brett's favorite segment, What an Idiot. Do we have a long list today, I've Brett? i got a page full. <laughs> I want to hear Jeff's What an Idiot because I saw about 100 of them this weekend. Wow. I I, I thought I was going to go last here. Um, I thought you were going to take <laughs> all my be, idiots. Don't be, no, don't that's, be you're the TJ. guest. you got to go first. Yeah. I mean, we talked about many of the idiots that I was going to possibly nominate. I, I th- honestly think I, I will say myself for the Idiot of the Week because – just, I mean, and, and fans would agree because, like I was saying earlier, to 
to think that they would be booing Alex Bowman, not Denny Hamlin, knowing all that we've talked about now, what was I thinking? Like, that is just insane. <laughs> like, how did I, how am I going to races all the time, following the sport every week, and hear boos and not think that was for Denny Hamlin? That, I mean, that is truly idiotic. Yeah. I am ashamed of myself that I didn't realize that at the time. Well, I, I, I'm not going to give myself the, the award, but me and Dell Jr. both said that, that Craxton should have took the bottom on the restart, and he didn't. He took the top. I thought Hemrick botched the restart, to be honest with you. If you go back and look at the replay, Noah Gragson was in front of Hemrick before Hemrick even went. Uh, I don't think it was a penalty, but at the end of the day, I don't know what, what the call there was going to be or not going to be. Obviously, there was no call, but um, my what an idiot goes to – the 52 driver and the 52 crew chief. I just cannot give it to anybody else. Don't stop there. We got there's more. So that's mine. Yeah. The, 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 there's two people that I wanted to give one. There was one I saw in the truck race. 34 did the same thing. 34 was uh, Josh Room, I believe. Mm-hmm. He stayed out. He got himself wrecked on old tires. Same thing that the 52 did. Uh, dumb. But then not only does the 52 stay out, screws up the entire race there. You he know, screws the playoff you know, picture. He, he screws the playoff picture up. And then whoever runs these social media accounts, whoever, Spencer Boyd, there's somebody tweeting from Spencer Boyd's personal account, like, go listen to the radio transmission, You'll you, and then tweet or something. Like, what, unless the radio said, Spencer, dear God, please come down pit road, they, whatever they said on there was dumb, I promise you. Uh, you know, I think they tweeted, I, we love the haters or something. Yeah, I love like, the haters. Love the haters like, like you're an idiot. Spencer, I hope whoever you gave that account to for the race is no longer got access to it. And then whoever's running Jimmy Means' account, which I hope I'm, I'm, I'm friendly with Brad Means, who I hope is not the person that's in charge of this account. But, I mean, to, to some of the tweets that, that were coming out of that account afterwards, like, listen, if you're going to make this move, you better be ready for the backlash. So that whole, that whole top to bottom, driver, crew chief, social media, whatever you got, idiots, all of them. TJ. Oh, there are. So, it's almost really hard to pick them this week. So yeah, I'm not, just pick the fifty-two yeah, and move on. I'm just I mean, not. I know you're not going to. You do know, it. I would give it to Kyle, but he's such a nice guy, and you know, he's kind of turned the page a little bit on some things. So I can't really give it to him. I'd love to give it to Denny as well, um, because you know he just. You love Denny. Yeah, he, it, it's racing when it's one side, but when it's on the other side, it's hack material. Um, but man, there were some idiotic moves. I, I, I don't like seeing people get right hooked like that. So I'm gonna go with Austin Wayne Self. Hey, finally. Yeah, we I mean, a, we just, got an idiot out of TJ. Good job. And when I look, I actually saw it happen. I was like, I, no, like I like some of them TikToks. No, 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 no. Or they go, oh, <laughs> oh no, no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> no, no yeah, no, it's no, like, no. oh, he did it. Yeah. I think that's the perfect segue right into our championship picks. Jeff, you well, got to go first actually, again. Actually, Jason might Real have Real quick, one. what an idiot. Whoever threw a white claw at Denny Hamlin. I know. <laughs> a Can idiot. you believe somebody wasted a white claw I know. Jason? No way. Yeah. Especially if that wasn't brought in by a cooler, if they had to bring that into the track, pay track prices Six bucks, for that. Eight <laughs> bucks, ten yeah. bucks. So $55. If that, if there's that, you think Spencer was, or um, Austin Williams going on the backstretch just thinking to himself, nobody's going to know. How would they know? <laughs> Nobody's gonna know. I have, I have one more. Uh, whoever wore the Freddy costume at the track and decided to get in my face at night when I wasn't paying attention, 
Don't do that. There was a Freddy costume? Wait, yeah. what? Wait, what, what happened? No, that was Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> what co- like like the, Freddy the who? Oh, Freddy Krueger you're talking yeah. about? Oh, I thought you were talking about <laughs> Freddy. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what the hell? Yeah, I, yeah I the hadn't. Freddy Krueger costume. I was talking to a NASCAR official and this dude got in my face and I was like. You should have hit him. <laughs> yeah. Tempted if I wasn't wearing brandy. Like, what do you mean got in your face? Like, trying to scare Literally, you? Or? Like, came out of nowhere, got in my face with a cooler. He was wearing, like, he had, like, a Dale Jr. cooler. Got in my face as I'm talking well, to... Well, that should have been the giveaway. Ugh. Yeah. Was no. he, like, I'm, I'm still confused. I mean, you don't was he, like, trying that. to scare you or was he being yes, aggressive? Yes, he was trying to scare me. Oh, so he work? wasn't, like, a fan of the show. Like, Casey! Well, I don't no. know. I couldn't see his face, oh, but... Uh, it was TJ. Yeah, you don't <laughs> do that at the track. With my Dale Jr. cooler. Yeah, it was definitely me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. All right. Championship four picks. We've got four trucks. We try, tried like hell to ruin Brett's final four. Yeah. How about we'll take picks for trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. Jeff, you're the guest. You go first. Yeah. I mean, I, I think John Hunter Nemechek's going to get this one. I'm, I don't – I mean, yeah. I think it's, I think it's his. I, I think – the guy that he was probably going to have to race got eliminated. Sheldon Creed was was probably – I would have circled them, too, as the two favorites. But we've seen crazy restarts there. I am going to go off the wall a little bit. I'm taking Zane Smith to win the – Coming off a win. I ain't buy one. I, man, I hate to side with Jeff on this uh, for discussion purposes, but to me, if John Hunter Nemechek doesn't win this championship – what a waste of a, of a chance for him, right, to, to do what he did, to leave the Cup Series, go back to trucks, to get in a position to win races and race for a championship, to be as fast as he was all year. If he doesn't pull this thing together and win this thing, it's going to be a huge disappointment. Yeah, I kind of uh, – no, man, he seems to – he's been finding trouble when it's on the line. So, And Zane hasn't been as consistent as I would have liked to have seen. It's just either really hot or really cold. Um, I, Sheldon would have been hard to pick against, but there's no Sheldon. So I think it's going to be a surprise win. I think Ben Rose wins it. Hmm. I th- he had speed there last year, and he, like, I know he was fast last year, and he didn't force the issue or anything because you didn't want to get in the championship, mess it up, up you know, at the end there. Yeah. Um, no so love for the guy in this group who has the most championships, Matt Crafton. Let's, let's not forget also that Ben Rhodes made a gigantic spotter upgrade earlier this season. Duh, it's TJ 2.0. <laughs> that's what we call him. Moving on to Xfinity. Who do you guys got? Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Austin Sendrick to repeat here. Um, I think you could really make a case for all four of them. I mean, but I, I think just the championship experience being in that situation, and certainly they haven't lacked for speed this year. So I don't see a reason to pick against them there. I, again, I'm going to go off the board here, and 
<laughs> really, I'm going to take Daniel Hemrick. I think that the that's, he's going to have to win the race. He's, I don't think he has to win the race. But what my ideal situation would be that Daniel Hemrick finishes second and wins the you, championship. You better hope he don't and, have to and win. Just, <laughs> and just, you know. Uh, Who's going to win the race? Algar? It could be. Yeah, it, Algar is, is good Ty there. Gibbs in the 54? No. no John no. Hunter, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. John Hunter could easily win the race and Daniel finish second. And and there's your champ. You know, those are your two champions. Because I think the 54s, I'm assuming, is in the owner's championship, right? They are. Uh, so... I mean, I think I think it, I will, I hope Daniel wins the race and the championship if that's the case. But I think it would just be the ultimate like funniest thing ever if you know we base so much on wins and a guy that's never won a race in anything wins a championship without winning a race. But uh, I, I just the the Gibbs, those Gibbs cars have a lot of speed and I, I think Daniel Hemmer can get it done. I look at all four of these guys, Austin Cindric to Jeff's point. I think he's clearly the favorite. Uh, AJ Amendinger, he's won a lot of races this year been fast i don't know if phoenix is going to be a place though where Colin can go pull it off certainly my emotions want to see aj pull it off daniel hemrick the irony behind what happened to him at martinsville he's going to win his first race again right we go back to atlanta he's going to win his first race and his own teammate wrecks him kyle bush the greatest to ever drive a race car kyle bush uh but we look at what happened this weekend he's going to win the race and with seven laps to go or whatever it was Justin Haley loses his brakes and wrecks, which is the car that Daniel Hemring is going to Daniel Hemrick is going to get into Hemring. next year. I want to see Daniel Hemrick have a chance to win this thing. But to Jeff's point, how do you bet on a guy that's never won a race to win a championship? It seems like things just that black cloud he's got to get over. Noah Graxon, here's where I think Noah's chance to win a championship is, and I don't know if this can happen. What's the biggest resource that Noah Graxon has going into this race? It's it's Justin Algar. He's an animal at Phoenix. So if I'm Noah Gragson, if Justin Algar will allow me, I'm going to tap into every resource that him, his crew chief, and his team have utilized to be so damn good there. Because Noah runs well at places that are hard to drive. And Phoenix is not an easy track. Both corners are completely opposite. So when you look at these four guys, that's the way I break them down. i got to make a pick, and I'm going to go with my heart and say, AJ hey, I'm Moving on to oh, TJ. TJ, TJ sorry. Yeah. sorry. Thanks. <laughs> We've covered three of them. Well, it's to make I, up uh, for, uh... I think Cindric's the favorite there. He won, you know, obviously he's he's the most ready of that group. He's the guy ready for cup, in my opinion. He showed he's matured. He's had speed all year. He's made um, – he just had – he's put it all together. He's grown tremendously since that first year in Xfinity, you know. So – but I do think – Noah is on a mission and peaking at the right time. And if it comes down to an aggressive finish, a green-white checker finish, and Noah's anywhere involved in it, I think Noah's willing to do what it takes to get the checker flag. I, I think another point on that also, talking about how aggressive Noah is, uh, you hear a lot of rumors in the garage that this team's probably breaking up a little bit. Uh, I've heard rumors Dave Allen's might be moving on to a cup opportunity. Uh, so this may be their last chance to work together. Um, yeah. So, you know, th- these guys are going to be on a mission to get this job done, so that's, that's not a bad I thing. don't think Noah's far behind. In my opinion, I think Noah's been – I watched Noah drive at Martinsville, and he was driving determined. He has been – like, he had to win, and he was and he's driving like that now. I think he carries that over to Phoenix. And, obviously, they have had speed there with Justin, and, you know, I'd be leaning on Justin a lot this week. And um, Noah's driving. He's peaking at the right time. It's hard – 
he's not far behind Cedric in my opinion. I just look at this as as so different in in terms of like you made the cup ready reference, and that means this guy's going to go out and win this championship. I mean, I remember watching guys as old as David Green back in the day, and as recent as Daniel Suarez now that were awesome Jeff Green, awesome Xfinity Series drivers, and they got the cup and couldn't win races and couldn't be couldn't stay relevant. Um, I don't think that has anything to do with being the Xfinity Series champion. I think this series still stands on its own, and I think winning this championship doesn't make you or make you cup ready or not. I mean, obviously, AJ's already been in the cup car. Daniel Hemrick's already been in the cup car. Um, Austin's run seven races this year and, and certainly hasn't been super competitive in, in, in many of them, if any of them. Um, I, I, I think Noah Gragson's cup ready right now. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, like, watching, watching – Austin from where he started, where none of us thought he was probably going to win three I, races. I, I didn't never think he'd win a race. I and mean, we've said that on here. He's, he's the most improved race car driver and, I've ever seen in NASCAR. And I, I've actually like I've he's I've seen the work that he's put in, the studying that he's put in, all that stuff that he's you know put into it, and it, he's he's grown. I've seen the maturity level increase as well as the driving level across the board. So that's why that's. I'm not even if he doesn't win the championship. I think he's the most ready to get into a cup car and put in what it takes to be at that level. Yeah, one top ten and seven starts this year. Finished ninth in his last race. Um, obviously, that was Indianapolis Road Course. And I mean, I think you could put all four of these guys in cup cars and be fine. Obviously, AJ Allmendinger won a cup race this year. <laughs> Good point. Moving on to the Cup Series, Jeff. Yeah, I mean. It just feels like the year of Larson in a lot of ways. I mean, not just NASCAR, but just everything he's been able to do across all all forms of motorsports this year. It's it's so hard to bet against him. And, you know, um, David Smith of Motorsports Analytics, he keeps all these numbers of... Awesome analytics. I mean, unbelievable, like the breakdown of them. And if you look at them, Denny Hamlin is by far the fastest car on the 750 tracks this year. So judging by that, you could say Hamlin could be the favorite and had Hamlin not been spun by Bowman yesterday I think a lot of people would have been like oh you know Hamlin won Martinsville he was strong and now he goes into Phoenix and he there would have been a lot of favorite talk about him versus what happened right so I think you can make a good case for him but I just so I'm not going numbers wise I just feel like this has been Larson's year and Hendrick is not yeah that you know they're better on 550s and 750s but they're still strong enough on 750s to make it happen, and I, I think Larson gets it done. I, I look at you go back to a race like Richmond, and I feel like you're sim, you know they're similar enough to where you can take comparisons from Richmond to Phoenix, and and the Gibbs cars were the best cars at Richmond all day long, really. Uh, so I, I I mean, who do you think I'm going to pick here? I mean, I'm going to go straight down to TJ route and take the boss man. Hope he gets it done. Uh, but like, but, but just based off of that, I mean, you're you're looking at the two like. Truex and Denny were the ones battling for that win at the end of the Richmond race, and I think you'll see them. Obviously, the give, all four of these guys are going to be super fast. It's probably going to play out. You know, maybe a pit stop wins the race. You know, you never know here at Phoenix. Uh, it's so you know, kind of difficult to pass. But uh, I'll take the eleven and, and hope he gets it done. You guys are crazy. Do y'all not remember how fast Chase Elliott was last year at this racetrack? Did y'all not see how fast he was yesterday? This guy's got the most speed of anybody out there. I mean, last year he started in the back, and I think he was leading by the end of stage one. I've never seen a car that freaking fast. Um, but I'm going to go with the guy who's going to piss everybody off if he wins. Because I think, to Jeff's point, if you say Kyle Larson's going to win because he's won nine races, he's had the best year, he won the regular season, he's the best driver in the world, that almost seems too easy for NASCAR. 
Like, how often does the best guy win? How often does the fastest car in the race win? Um, I think Denny Hamlin is huge on his resume. And what I mean by that is if you say, Denny, what have you done that you don't want to do? And it's like, well, I, I didn't win the Brickyard. You know, I didn't win the Brickyard. And I think that's why he drove so hard there at that road course because that's one of the places that he hasn't checked off that to him is a pinnacle event. This is the only one left. This is a big thing left on Denny's box to check. I think he goes out drives the race of his life. I think Denny Hamlin wins this race, wins the championship. Who the hell are you going to pick? I mean, there's no Penske Man. cars. <laughs> you going to pick Austin Cedric to win this one too? I might. Um <laughs> Man, I I want to lean towards Larson, but I, I Larson know, makes the most sense. It almost seems too. He easy. makes the most sense, but he also uh, he can't have these mistakes. He cannot have these speeding on pit roads. You can't do that. And you know nothing against the other two, but those are you know I, I, Martin makes Martin makes pit road mistakes as well. Like luckily, Denny never does. <laughs> Denny makes pit road mistakes as well. So uh, my guts tell me Chase Elliott. He's he's he was the, I don't know how you don't pick him. I'm he, an idiot for not I, picking him. I, I, feel, I reserve the right to change my pick based on how tech goes Sunday morning. <laughs> I, I really so Chase I, gets I'm, sent to the back. You want to you want to yeah. take the night? I'm leaning Chase, towards Chase. Chase Elliott has not won on an oval this year, and you guys are picking him to go out and win the championship race. I know, man. Th- them guys, I, I, they'll group I, me in with them too. I remember <laughs> standing on the roof though. Jeff and watching in awe of how he was three tenths faster than second place into a run. Like I was blown away looking at my fan vision, going, "What?" That was last year when they were better at seven fifty. We didn't have fan vision. Yeah, but when I look at Hendrick as a whole, Hendrick still Hendrick right now has the most speed consistently for me. I mean, obviously, state and obvious. Alex Bowman, yeah, hundred percent. They do. Alex Bowman's won four races. He's a hack, and he's won four races. <laughs> so, so you want me to believe? Okay, who's a better race car driver, Chase Elliott or Alex Bowman? Chase Elliott. You'd argue Chase Elliott. I don't know how you don't. I mean, Chase Elliott's gonna. I don't. I, I think he's. I think he wins. This I race. think you pick Chase has been here. I Chase picked is, is, there not, I want. is there not an argument for Truex to be made? He he won Phoenix earlier this year. I mean, he won Richmond. He won Richmond. I, I think Truex will be. To me, I think it goes. I think he probably went. I think Truex probably wins it because none of us picked him. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Did and you then pick everybody gets yet? the what an idiot. Just, he not, he I picked all I four. Picked, no, I picked Chase. <laughs> he picked all four. I said I picked Chase. <laughs> I picked Chase because he's been there before. This is the same setup as last year. Um, I, I don't Chase. He doesn't make the mental mistakes a lot. He, you know, he and I know he hasn't won a lot of races here, but he was in this position last year. He's familiar with it. Came from the back. He knows the track. He has speed there. Uh, I just don't know how you pick I'll tell, him. I'll tell you who wins hands down this weekend are race fans because you can camp there. You, there's a lot of nice hotels there, and we're going to have a normal weekend finally. These, these, these fans. Doesn't that sound nice? It does. We're, these yeah. fans are going to have something to watch. And, and look, man, COVID sucks. It does suck. But when I turn on the television at the World Series and I turn on the television at Martinsville and I turn on the television for college football games – People are everywhere, right? This this not practicing has saved teams. I don't know if anybody will go on the record with you and tell you how much money, Jeff. Millions of dollars. When you mm. look at four-car teams, millions of dollars COVID has saved them from not practicing, not preparing backup cars, anything and everything about it. Employees had, had wage cuts, um, all travel. the things. Travel, tons of money. I mean, millions of dollars. Maybe somebody will go on the record with you because it's it's intriguing, right? Um, but for us to go this weekend and fans, there's going to be something on the track all day, every day, and I can't wait for that. I can't remember. Is this 
Was there practice at Daytona? No, right? It was just qualifying. Is this going to be the, what? the first uh, for Daytona uh, we, 500? Uh, no, we practiced. We practiced. We practiced seven times, six times. We practiced at Indy. Yeah. Coke 600. We Nashville. Practiced. Nashville, yeah. we practiced. Yeah. We hit the new tracks. New tracks and Crown Jewels had practice and qualifying. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be an epic weekend. Like, I, I'm excited for the weekend. I'm excited to crown three champions. And Phoenix is an awesome market. Is it my favorite racetrack? No. Do I want it to be the championship race every week, every year? Heck no. Was I fine with it last year? Absolutely. Am I fine with it next year? No. Um, but it's unique. And, and it offers a lot for fans. So. It's been good. It's I, actually been better than what I thought. I think speaking of champions, we should just move on to the next topic. Yes. I mean, but because Chase Elliott right now is the favorite because well, – or it's TJ's pick is the favorite solely because it's a repeat track. TJ anyway. just wants everyone to have a good time. Exactly. <laughs> hey, regardless of who wins it, it's going to be – you name these four drivers and you automatically think, okay, this is going to be a good race. The fact that so. you all – pretty much had very different opinions of who it could be shows how good this race well, I'm is I'm usually right, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I guess you're years. you're really right the moving jinx. on to DB6 picks because I'd like to congratulate our 2021 DB6 ch- DBC pick champion Freddie Kraft. He is now a two-time champ. Congrats, Freddie. You know, you win undefeated nothing. Um, I'm well, looking at these picks. TJ has nine top tens and one win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible, dude! I'm the biggest jinx. Like I picked Tyler Reddick, and he like something happened. He, he texted me Monday morning. He's like, "You picked me, didn't you?" And I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. Who do you guys want to pick? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I'll take you, Quinn Huff. You're first. <laughs> yeah, I'm second. Race for last. Uh, he's third. I want. Uh, I want Cody Ware. Let's pick. Yeah, let's pick. Let's pick. Thirty Cody Ware even in the race or worse? Like, let's see. Like, let, Jeff, I'll take, Jeff Burton's calling me. He's going to want to know what I thought about that wreck. <laughs> whose fault it was? He's not going to like it when I tell him it's his fault. I will. I let's pick. Let's pick like twenty open cars. Twenty fifth. I don't know. Like the guys yeah, in the back. Right. Hey, we're doing our show. What's up? I was just seeing what's going on. Yeah, we just listened to your uh, your trailer. We played it on our show. So now you're going to be famous. You're welcome. Perfect. All right, I'll call you back. All right, buddy. See you. Oh, so man. I got Quinn. Brett, who are you taking? Is Cody wearing the race? Yeah, I'm sure he's I driving the 51. Yeah. TJ? <laughs> you got to pick a hack, TJ. I'm looking for one. You have uh, to go. I'll tell you who I think is probably you should the pick best Bowman. out of the group. You should pick Bowman. I, I was going to go with Denny, but. Um. <laughs> you should pick Bowman. He's available. He's a hack. He's a hack. Um, he's available. This is hard. I guess I'll take Smithley, man. Why not? Freddie's boy. I think, no, I think you know, Balicki I'm might have been the path, a pick there. I, I'm, set, I'm going Beach. Beach is a good one. Is he, he's racing, right? Damn, I should have uh, picked BJ. Yeah, I, I just picking him for the hell of it. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> Come on, Beach. Jeff, Jeff, you want to get in on this hack pick? Yeah, pick your, who's your hack pick? <laughs> I'll pick Quinn Houff in the Sorry, finale of he already, Starcom. Did you pick him? Pick, yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, You shoot. can't pick Quinn as a hack. Shoot. Yeah, hack. Can't pick. <laughs> I was too busy studying the list. I like. I really think Balicki keeps things clean. He I does. Mean, he does a good job. Yeah. He like for the amount of stuff that like these guys get, like I, I think he stays out of the way. He does a good job. I'll, I'll take Balicki. All right. Good. Before we leave, jo- sorry, uh, Jason, this is going to be just like one more minute. Um, <laughs> I had said on here, we saw Austin Hills go into the RCR, the RCR Xfinity yeah. team, and I had made a comment on here that or previously that. You know, there was a good guy, a guy that was really good. People were going to like getting in that car, and it was going to be teammates to Creed, which is obviously RCR. 
And uh, that was Parker Kligerman. And something happened here. I think they had a deal in place, and it kind of fell apart. And uh, unfortunately, now that's going to leave Parker looking for a job. But, uh, you know, this is a good deal for Austin Hill. He came in, swooped in when the opportunity struck, and, and this will be – that will be a, for, a formidable team next year with, with Creed too, and, and yeah. Austin Hill there. RCR builds really fast Xfinity cars. I mean, obviously that's been a big help for for Colleague and help them, you know, be fast that alliance. Uh, they didn't have a lot of – they won a race this year with Myatt Snyder, um, but didn't – they weren't relevant every week. They'll yeah. be relevant with these two guys. Speaking of Myatt, you know, this a lot of people I saw when this news came out, they're like, oh, what does this mean for Myatt? And they, you know, RCR has said that they're going to try to get him in a development car. And a lot of people were speculating maybe Colleague. That's not the case. Colleague, a 10 car, has a driver. We'll let that oh, news yeah. come out organically. But uh, it's not Myatt. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that much. And my, Myatt will be in a in a car that's – He'll be in a Chevrolet. He'll be in a Chevy. He'll be in a car that's aligned with, with RCR. I'm sure you could do the math and figure out which one that is if it's not Colleague. But uh, – It'll be interesting to see, but yeah. So that I just clear that up before I'm sure the, the Reddit folks will get on me because it's not Parker who I kind of alluded to earlier. But uh, hopefully Parker gets a good deal, man. He ran his ass off in that Cup race at Kansas in that '96 car. I think it was an imp- a little bit of a step up in the equipment. Than Actually, the I thought he ran well. Yeah, I yeah, thought the, he ran well. I think it was a little bit better car than the '96 maybe normally has, but yeah. still, Parker was was driving the wheels off it there. So and Jeff, he, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Because we obviously got a wrap because Jason was having a heart attack how long the show is. <laughs> we didn't have to spend the first half of the show telling the Jeff Gluck story because you've been on here before. Um, looking back at the season, right, what's been your biggest surprise and what's been your biggest disappointment as far as drivers go? I mean, disappointment, it's probably one and the same, honestly, with Harvick, right? Um, that, to me, is shocking. And I know that, yeah, you know, during the playoffs last year, he sort of stumbled – but there wasn't, you know, if, if we had gone to into this next season and it was like, oh, this is a new car, this is a new package, you know, there's going to be all these changes. I mean, everything was frozen. There wasn't, there was no major changes happening. So a guy comes off a season where he's won nine races. I, I think, you know, I, yeah, he's getting his mid forties, but he's still perfectly capable. I mean, he had a good season for what he, for the speed he had, like average finish wise, but to not win a race to me is like, shocking and i think if you could go back and ask a hundred people before the season like do you think that he'll go winless this year people would be like what yeah. what right, right. winless he's in the final eight his yeah, yeah absolutely like he's gonna a, win yeah for sure like it's it's kevin harvick so yeah to me that's wound up together like that's that's still is kind of stunning how that whole thing un- unraveled yeah and i mean you look at Stuart haas now there's been question of whether or not smithfield comes back if if that doesn't happen, and I've heard it looks better now than it did, if that doesn't happen, then you got to wonder who drives a ten car, right? I mean, do you make a driver change or do you give Eric another year? Obviously, that's the only car in the stable, and this is a surprise for me to want to race. If you just said one car is going to win a race at Stuart Haas, pick which one, nobody would have took Eric Amarola. Everybody would have took Harvick. Um, but you look at the other cars, like Stuart Haas is struggling performance wise. I mean, you you can't blame it all on Ford because Penske is not what they once were. But they're not struggling like Stuart Haas is, you know. And I don't know if it's a depth thing. Um, obviously, if they knew what it was, they'd fix it. The new car is probably a welcome sight for them at this point. So, I mean, I can't, I can't argue that. Um, what, what do you think that NASCAR needs to do from an entertainment perspective? Because we talked about this last week on the show: the drivers taking shots at low attendance. I was not a fan of drivers doing that because in no other sport have I ever heard athletes say, wow, man, uh, you know, nobody's coming to watch us play today, not in a public forum. So what do you think NASCAR needs to do to, to fix that problem? Because Martinsville was, was 
pretty dang full. You know, they sold the most tickets they sold since 2016. So what do we do to get people back to the track at, at and I say specifically these tracks, because to me, that's where our racing has been off at mile and a half. Well, I mean, it's tough. I mean, when you see the product at mile and a half right now, um, it's a tough sell for the people that don't really like that kind of racing, the 550 type of racing and have made up their mind. And I mean, how are you going to get somebody to go back to Texas the way that track races? Um, I mean, I think you have to almost completely focus on everything but the racing. You can't sell the racing there. Right. How, how can you? Well, do you think Steve Phelps oversold with his comments that the new car fixes everything? I, I do think that in the sense – I mean, it, it might fix a lot of things financially and sponsorship and maybe all that comes into but play. But he said everything. I mean, right, his context right. was everything. I think that every time a new car comes out, we hear this is the thing. I mean, we heard about the COT. I can remember the hype for the COT. Right. This is going to be like, this is going to make the the racing better at Fontana and yeah. all this stuff. Like, I mean, I remember Gillian Zucker being said, oh, NASCAR's telling me this is going to like really make Fontana like one of the best tracks on the circuit. Everybody always says that about a new car. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think we have to be super, super patient with the new car because I think it's going to take some time to really dial it in. I, I'm looking at the new car more for the benefits of what it's going to do for the teams off the track than what it's going to do on the track. I mean, the racing is almost secondary in a way for, right. for the model it's creating. Because, right. I mean, the whole ownership, sponsorship thing, that is that is more important to the health of the sport right now. Yeah. Um, I, I do think, though, that you know if you can get to more short tracks, obviously they went a little bit overboard maybe on road courses. I think short tracks fix so much, and that's what we saw at Martinsville, um, yeah. Bristol. Right. I mean— Stop paving over your best short tracks. Uh, I think would be great, um, and go to more if you can find more. And I know that I know NASCAR shine. Look at the LA Coliseum thing. You know, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, we we've got short tracks. You just got to make them NASCAR friendly, right? Um, speaking of tracks, uh, championship track. Where are you going to go? Yeah, I mean, can I go back to Homestead? You can, one hundred percent. That's you what can. I say every week, every time we talk. I want to race Homestead at the end of the year. It was the perfect ending. I don't see why that was such a. I mean, I get that you want to reward Phoenix for their renovations and they spent a lot of money there, but what was wrong with Homestead? Nothing. I mean, yeah. Nothing was wrong with Homestead. Not, especially not the racing. One thing that I took away from your article about, you know, like the F1 versus NASCAR article that I think me and Brett have talked a lot about here was, you know, making the comment that like the F1 announcers treat the fans like adults. Like, I feel like that's a big problem in some of our broadcasts. Like, you, you're. It's almost like I don't want you're dumbing it down too much. You know, I, I feel like you know the, the fan that has been watching for thirty years doesn't want to hear you explain track bar. Yeah, like uh, wh- what the tire what tire pressure is. You know, I mean, yeah. Like it, obviously, you know, th- there's some things you can touch on, but like I feel like it's just way too dumbed down. And I couldn't agree more with the fact that you know, like they treat their they treat their listeners like they've seen a race before. I, I got a question for Jeff real quick. I've always thought I love how the Formula One ends their races. They put the top three on a podium right there. And bring the teams over, and they kind of celebrate, and they do it like in an area where they, and they let the fans come up to it, kind of get closer access. And I know they do something similar down the front, you know, doing the deal on, on the front stretch after the race now. But wouldn't it be cool to do a podium thing? And and like I don't know, Especially I mean, especially yesterday to be up there fighting each other, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, I, I just really enjoy that part of it. Open barricade a little section off and let they open the thing up for the fans before we the one and kind of let them get you know in the area to celebrate a little bit and i love how they do that i think it'd be great the reason i think a podium would be really cool in nascar um if they ever were willing to do it and because i think that they would view that as this is too open wheel and this is not us but for the conflicts that would have happened 
the tension and the awkwardness <laughs> would be And it's fantastic. like that with Lewis and, and uh, Verstappen Max. So like, yep. that's like... But like that's them, like the guys ooh. not looking at each other yeah. or like, I mean, if you had Kyle Busch and Keselowski there or something and one of them just finished first, one's finished second and they're having to stand up next to each other for <laughs> photos and not leave and spray <laughs> champagne. Yes. Oh my gosh. People would tune in for the post race show for whatever, how long it took to yeah. see those guys. Oh, what are they going to do? Ooh. Oh, did you see that? He didn't look at them. Yeah. Oh, right they brush shoulders. Oh, yep, gosh. yep. yep. <laughs> So what do we got to get trending in order to get a podium freaking thing here? We've been talking about it for years. They usually listen to our suggestions or either the things that we say Man, just magically NASCAR, happen. You guys press NASCAR's buttons so much. You guys need to give them. No, 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 no. Yeah, just they look know. at them when you do this. I, got a, I, I work for I NASCAR. I got a funny you know? look, so I went in to talk to Kip about it. Uh, happy birthday, Kip, by the way. Yesterday was Kip's birthday. I wished him happy 75th so, birthday. <laughs> I congratulate him on leading the most laps in the truck race, but unfortunately he wasn't driving the pace car. Um, but I went in there yesterday <laughs> – to get a sticker for something and i came out and i got some like funny looks coming out of the nascar hall i'm like i swear to god this trip was voluntary like i went in there on my own today <laughs> oh, oh man that's awesome so next year for jeff gluck stay in the course staying with the athletic doing your podcast what's your plan yeah i got a uh, one more year on my current contract i have a contract first time in my life that's cool that's awesome because that, that helped my that decision to, to buy a house <laughs> You know what I mean? In the media industry, right. like you're like, uh, I don't think I should ever do that. And they're like, oh, I got a two year deal. I can actually like know awesome. that for next year I will be continuing. I can pay my mortgage. That's, That's amazing. Some stability. I love that. Yeah. So that, that was cool. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously you guys probably have 10 or 10 times more listeners than we do on the teardown, but we, we have a, a post-race podcast to tear down and, and we, uh, we try to do our best right after the race and it's hard sometimes right after because you're, you're still trying to sort through you're everything processing. yeah right yeah. right um but yeah i mean just writing for the athletic and people hate paywalls and let me know all the time but i mean i don't know how i'm supposed to get to the race and pay the bills if people don't subscribe so the content that you guys put out is awesome though i love the athletic across yeah. all sports i mean the, I the investment the, the investment that the athletic has made to sports oh it's huge is is the espn of the yeah. internet um, it's what ESPN used to be for me. I don't even. I, I go to the athletic for everything now. So. They've went across the board, and not just racing, but with NFL and all the stuff. Because I, I follow the athletic for your guys' NASCAR stuff and NFL stuff, like the Buffalo Bill stuff, and and I like. I love it. I, mean, I love the athletic. Yeah, I stuff. mean, the writers I follow for my teams. I'm like, man, I got to do more stuff like that for NASCAR. Like, I eat it up. You know? Yeah, it's great. Like, it's, I think the athletics, but it's cool they bought into it like that and created this platform for us to go get the info. So I'm glad you're part of it. Yeah, well, thank hey, you. I appreciate you guys. We're uh, we're always glad to have you. Invite yourself anytime. <laughs> no, I I really appreciate you guys letting me come and, and mess up the show like this. Are we this is super fun for there's, me? There's so just two small things I got to touch on before. First of all, are, we need to have when when this show drops, maybe tomorrow sometime. I am expecting a Jeff Gluck poll on if whether or not this is a good show. There you okay. go. And, I like that. And second, second of all, are you wearing a CE Falk shirt? Is uh, an apology yeah. today. I am. So, so this <laughs> is a, he listens too. Oh, wait! Do you hear this? So I'm at the baseball field, right? And we're playing a baseball game, and we lose our first game, and and I'm pissed off. I, I mean, say I, you're happy. I am straight up <laughs> mad, right? I'm like, we should not be losing these games to these teams. So I'm in a really bad mood, and it's ruined my wife's whole day because really I'm being a <laughs> right? And so I get home, and I, I'm like, I got to clean this garage out. I got to do some things um, before before I have this Halloween party. Dude, up pulls this black Tahoe to my house, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't think they're the right place, or maybe my kids ordered DoorDash or something. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, out gets this guy, and I'm still doing my thing. 
Well, next thing I know, I was like, well, maybe this is an Amazon driver. Because, you know, Amazon drivers now, they drive everything. They don't just drive the Amazon van. <laughs> so up bought this dude. He's got a, a handle of Tito's and a T-shirt. And I'm like, well, this guy obviously knows me because I like T-shirts and I love Tito's. So this this guy. So he hands them to me. Well, I didn't have my hearing aids in, so I couldn't hear what this guy's saying. And, and he walks off, and he gets back in his car, and he leaves. And I put the Tito's on the table, and my kids are like, Dad, that was super weird. Who was that guy? And I said, I'm not real sure. Like, I kind of think I know who it is, but I'm not 100% sure. And so and I didn't want to, you know, make an idiot of myself. And uh, they're like, well, if some random person showed up at the house, one of our friends, and dropped something off, you'd be freaking out. And I was like, yeah. So anyway, I opened his shirt up, and it's C. Falk. And I was like, dang, I think that was C. Falk. So I get <laughs> Freddie, and I was like, Freddie, was that – was this C. Falk? And I explained the guy to him, and he goes, yeah. <laughs> so – <laughs> so see, he, I would have welcomed the guy into my house. Sit, went out back, built a fire, had a beer, drank, I needed, the, drank the bottle of tea. I needed something <laughs> to calm me down after the weekend of baseball we had. Right. Um, so next time, see, when you pull up to my house and randomly walk down my driveway with a half gallon of vodka, sit down and have a drink with me. Make sure Brett's hearing aids are in so he can yeah. hear what the hell you're yeah. saying. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe, man. See, yeah. he's been around a long time. Yeah, I was just DMing him this week. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm an idiot for that. But I, was, I should have made you my one idiot. But he should have yeah. been like something. Hey, Brett, I'm CE. Maybe, oh, maybe he I did. I could have heard him. He should have held a sign up. He might have. I don't know. I couldn't hear him. Maybe um, he did. <laughs> but, yeah, anybody else that wants to stop by my house and drop off a half gallon, I'm not going to be mad at you. I won't even ask who you are from now on. <laughs> I, I go to your house and take a half gallon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, Jeff, always huge fan of yours. We give you props on the show all the time. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for coming on. Definitely helps our integrity because these other two, I don't know about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're the ones dragging no, the integrity No, I, I appreciate down all the shout-outs. I'll be, like, driving to pick up Chick-fil-A or something, and then I'll listen to the podcast and be like, well, Gluck's poll said this, or Gluck tweeted this. And I'll be like, hey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need next, – next year we should have an episode with you and Bob. Oh, I'm, I'm down. I was talking to Bob this weekend. I I'm think down. we can – Bob's uh, not going to agree. He doesn't agree with the burnout stuff, by the way. I know. Like, he, yeah, he's Bob's anti like, that. Yeah, you don't ruin somebody's right. celebration. Yeah, like – Bob yes, you do. If they wrecked you, he's not going to like the podium idea. Then oh, no <laughs> top three. <laughs> All right. Spe- well, speaking of celebration, though, Noah Gregson, holy burnout, jumping on the car, shotgun of beers, shotgun of beers, opening it with his mouth. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think you're supposed to do that. I mean, it's not like you're a green beret and you need to do that to prove you're tough. Like I would I've use seen, my hands. I was time. hanging out with uh, Derek Nealon's crew. I can't remember who this was. Now I was cousin of Derek's or something at Loudon. It was like Bobby Timmons and all these guys. And they're like, you guys want a shotgun a beer? And of course, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever said no to that question. But I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. And I swear it was like Derek's cousin or something. She she walks up. She she's like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, all right, good. So I'm like, who's got a key? You know, I'm I'm popping a hole in my can, or whatever. I think Timmons did one maybe. And she's like, I got it. And just bites into the can, bites the hole, cracks the top. I'm like, I'm I'm way out of my league here. I'm not. I don't know what I've done. Maybe I got to stop doing. That. I got to retire. I was like, wow, but yeah. That, you just that, made Noah sound like a pansy. I mean, <laughs> I was saying yeah. Noah was tough, and you're saying he's Yeah, a I mean, Brett's over I'm here. I'm a pansy, too, if that's the case, because I, 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 I made my hole with a key, I think. <laughs> I, I would have to have – I would cut my lip. Oh, I, my, I, my, my luck is not good enough yeah. to bite a can. Yeah, no. So, all right, Jeff, love you. Thanks for coming Thank on, brother. Guys. Appreciate uh, you. Everybody, man. thanks for listening. Can't wait till uh, next week. Hope Grand you made it to the end. Yeah, if you're in <laughs> yeah. Phoenix this weekend, definitely uh, come say hi. And shout out to everyone who stopped at least me at the track and said how much Brett sucks rather than TJ. Except so. for the Freddy guy. Yeah, except for that dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, have a great week and see y'all soon. We out, holla. See ya. Word.
Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.